All right. With that in the intro. Yeah, go fuck yourself. (laughs) I don't care if I look stupid or not. Drink vodka in moderation, kid. (laughs) Never trust a big booty and a smile. I'm always trying to shove it at the back. And sometimes I don't know if you're joking or not. Hold still. Hold still. Hold still. Yeah, boys, drink the dough. I don't know why I sound like Bane. Let's fuck on that. Fuck it, I'll just let it be awkward. Hey, this is PJ Souls, and you are totally listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. Keep listening, or you know who might come after you. Damn. Booyah. Episode 463 is brought to you by Ben and fucking Jerry's, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, look, bitches. Tell him, look. Are you that fucking asshole that licks the Tillamook and puts it back in the freezer? No, I wouldn't want to go to jail. Mm-hmm. I'm a white person. I buy it. <clears throat> nah, he does that to the spoons. Yeah, apparently. This is coming from the guy who jacks people's drinks. Yeah, I don't touch their silverware. That should be a federal offense. I I don't use their straw. I bring my own straw and drink the drink from my own straw. I don't fuck with it. Video (laughs) proof too, man. It makes it not heavy too. I got video proof. Yeah, you have you have proof of me dumping your drink into my cup. I didn't drink from your cup. That's all I'm saying. I drink your milkshake. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, he don't be stealing people's fries from other people's plates after they left. True, the fries were untouched, son. Like, dude, what are you not talking a, about, dude? It wasn't on your table. I watched so. I watched them. Okay, which is even creepier that you're stalking people's fries. Touche, <laughs> touche. I mean, when you say it out loud, Harley, what do you? Well, how does that? You know, explain that to your kids. Explain that okay, to your students. All right, all right, all right, all right. You're sitting here watching a plate of fucking hot french fries being put on somebody else's table, and you're like, mm, look at them fries. I hope they don't eat them. And then you fucking lunge over there and grab them and Premeditated fry stealing, okay? It's, it's not like we sat down. Uh, it was a crime of passion. Yes, exactly. Crime of passion. Yes. It was self-defense. <laughs> what are you talking about, self-defense? Victim blaming over here. Seriously, I blame it on Mexicans, but this is why we can't have nice things. You're the problem. I blame it on some illegal immigrants, or you know, some fucking Muslims, or some brown people. The poor bastards that were cooking. Poor people. Oh my! It was the poor people. Uh, You know, you can't admit admit guilt. I mean, you literally were staring at somebody's fries. Let's not even just face fries. Were you like scoping the entire room, Terminator style? <laughs> perfect French fries, clothes, and boots, and motorcycle. Is that what you're uh, like? Kinds of French fries. Like, I need your French fries, your leftovers, and your, <laughs> your leftovers. <laughs> and the guy's and your like, plastic you forgot straws. to say please. And then what does Harley do? He throws all the people that didn't give him food into the kitchen, into the stove, until he takes. Oh, I guess they're not going to eat that. Exactly. Here. Instead of like keys, can we some have Photoshop French fries and, and into Harley's face in the Arnold and he catches the French fries here? Take them. 
Oh man. To be you honest, it'd be cool. Your condiments if... in your... <laughs> <laughs> what would we tell these? I need your, your beer, your your Bloody Marys, and your and, and bottles. <laughs> My goodness. Episode 463. Let's get it cracking. Already. We're about to randomly rant to all things movies. I'm your host, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Joining me as always, the guy staring down your french fries. The french fry thief, a.k.a. Marcus Burnett, a.k.a. Harley motherfucking Martin. And I'm Tony, a.k.a. MCP. Now, Tony, we know there's a Hamburglar. Is there one for fries? Huh. Yeah, I don't know. The fry. I know that purple one is Grimace. Fucking hashtag that shit. Right? right? On the, that is something else. So what's going on, bad boys? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, indeed. The summer's closing down. When do your kids go back to school, Fonzo? You're not going to believe it, but two weeks. Yeah. Same here. Weeks. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably how so, they say it too. If I were to ask, them. for me, it's a big deal because I get summers off too. And this year, Maz is transferring schools. She's going to go to the school that I work at. So. Oh shit. But yeah, we both go to we go both go back in two weeks. So. So that means yeah. when you when she's having lunch, you can go over there and steal her food. Whatever she doesn't eat. No, I steal my my autistic kids' food. I yeah, don't need to steal my own kids' yeah. food. I steal the the disability, the disabled. Oh, so kid. you do? You you admit to being stealing then? <laughs> A stiff arm like Tomlinson, baby. <laughs> do you tip twice after you steal from <laughs> another table, <laughs> or do you just take the whole plate and put it onto your plate? No, because I'll go with the kids right down to the lunch cafeteria. The kids that don't speak because they're so severely autistic. So you're like, lunch, kid, you're like, this kid is really hungry and he's going to want. That's exactly right. The lunch, the lunch ladies, all of it. Well, they, you know, they'll be like, do you want the, and I'm like, just give it all to him. Just give them all, give it at all. Just put it on there. <laughs> Tony, this is a whole nother level right here. It's a whole, whole nother level of fucked up. That's what it is. A level of fuck meter like this, this fuckery. He's, ta- he's taking the cake, the whole enchilada plate. It's a well-balanced diet what? that the schools no. provide the kids. And so, you know, I don't want look, to... You're looking out for their well-being is what you're saying. Fuck it, man. No, the tax dollars. Tax oh, money. I, I don't want that tax money going to work. I mean, going to waste. Yeah. It's like Tony doesn't want beer to go to waste. You don't like food going to waste. Like, does it kill you that much? Like you would see a plate of like nacho or something. like something This like asshole's out of control and I can't stop him. Exactly. I'm sure the people listening are fascinated I mean, by you know Harley's. Uh, like I've been thinking I draw about the it. line at like somewhat of like someone's spouse. I say what? <laughs> you draw the line at someone's spouse. Like that. I take the food and take the drink, but I ain't taking <laughs> the date. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, for me, it's just some. It's it's the cheapness in me. You know, no, I, like, I've uh, been thinking about it. Look, I've been thinking about no, it. No, no, Tony, this is what it is. Tony's Tony, been thinking is. about no, it. No, no, this, no, this is what it is, Tony. He doesn't order anything. He's still on appetizers. <laughs> he he <laughs> walks Somebody into the restaurant. The main course, that's when he goes there and gets it. Like, and he so walks into the fast his food. His bill is only like $10 because he <laughs> No, he, he just walks in with his own tray of like half-eaten food. So it looks wow. like he's already been eating there and just sits down mm. and just waits for other people to to start you know, walking away from their plate. And the waiters look absolutely confused. Like, have, have I served you yet? When did you get to my table? Uh-huh. Like, girl, we've been here for an hour. What are you doing? You must have just got on this shift because I've been here forever. No, but I was thinking it'd be cool if, like, 
if waiters and servers, you know, after they clean up someone's table, they're like, "Hey, anyone want this before I throw it away? Anyone? Anyone?" I'd be like, "Dude, just bring, it, just bring." It'd it be in like hyenas attacking a fucking <laughs> piece of chicken on the on the ground. You yes. know, they just would go after like crazy. Mm-hmm. That's that's dangerous. You know, people are like, "Oh no, we're good." They go, oh, "What is it?" Or, or put it up, put the tray, is all there? the trays in like the. They have a corner. They have a buffet let them, corner. Let them fight for it. A leftover buffet corner where people can fight over it. There you go. Yeah. Put them in the fucking Thunderdome and let them fight over it. I used to, I used to, uh, I mean, on a serious note, like, and, and Tony, I'm sure you could uh, sort of. Oh, why are you lumping Tony in this? Oh, you, yeah, you're on your own. No, no, no I'm, I'm just saying he might have some sort of opinion on it because he's a nutrition buff. But I used to say, I'm like, there's no excuse for people to go hungry in this country. You know, it's like if you were homeless and you were really hungry, just go down to a fucking McDonald's and start digging through their trash. Because I know there's some fucking double doubles or not double doubles, uh, quarter pounder with cheeses in those trash cans that have barely been touched. Right. And that's a lot of calories. I'm not saying it's good calories, but it's a lot of calories. Right. I tell everybody I know that. Right. And then there and then everybody that knows anything because I'm fucking stupid says, you do know that, like every fast food restaurant, padlocks their trash cans, yeah, their dumpsters. And mm-hmm. I was like, they do what? They're like, yeah. yeah, they don't want fucking homeless people hovering around the back. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's so sad, but it's true. Yeah. Then I was like, well, fuck it. If I was homeless, I'd go down to the hardware store, I'd steal some fucking bolt cutters, and then I would go to the dumpsters. You know what I mean? I mean, you know. But neither here nor there. It's kind of sad that in today's day and age, we're literally locked. Let me ask you this, me ask you this Harley. I'm more curious yeah. about how you fascinate about being homeless. How often do you fascinate fascinate about being homeless? <laughs> With our RV, man, I'm fascinated about it all the time. <laughs> now you really put thought in, like I get some bolt cutters. I do this, and I. I swear. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm picturing you with like putting a handkerchief for your on your chest and you a knife and fork, and you're ready to. Turn on, light up a little <laughs> candle, and have yourself a ex eat a double, like half eaten double double cheeseburger, quarter pound of cheese. And I'm just saying, man. French fries. Desperate times call for desperate measures. You know, you you can do what you got to do. I mean, we've all been hungry before. Um, you know, and so if I was hungry, I'd be fucking. You know, are you fasting now? Why the uh, why they just you know fast for a couple of days and then eat some. Well, that's interesting you pointed out because, you know, I've only been fasting for, you know, a year, six. Yeah, so you're really months. taking this homeless thing seriously. Then. <laughs> I'm like, that's what we're getting it. down to, it, right? I've never pushed more than 24 hours. So, you know, Tony, Tony, you know, you want to talk about fasting, talk to Tony. Tony's a fucking OG. It's called freeganism. <laughs> freeganism Wait, is, is a lifestyle whereby people employ alternative living strategies <laughs> based on limited participation in the conventional you mean, economy <laughs> you mean homelessness there's a there's a subreddit i just found a subreddit for it, a subreddit for it. there you go harley <laughs> the, the top like related subreddit is dumpster diving oh damn the next one oh. is plant-based diet it's because plants rot slower than meat so it's easier to be plant-based mm. on dumpster dive very good point yeah i never That's thought cool. about that that makes fucking brilliant sense mm-hmm. what's number three now that's I'm curious <laughs> it goes dumpster diving plant-based diet 
Vegan. Vegan oh, archism. Vegan food. Vegan food porn. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like it goes hand in hand. I mean, the problem with that, you know, the statistical statistics from that is, truth be told, the majority of your um, sort of U.S.-based travelers, quote-unquote, you know, we get a lot of them here on the West Coast, right? You guys get them down there, of course. We get them up here, too. It's, it's uh, you know, the people that kind of choose to be homeless, you know, that 19 to 32 age group. They're very liberal, very progressive. They're more likely to be uh, vegan, vegetarians. They're more likely to not eat meat for political reasons. So, if I had to guess. But maybe I'm just making stereotypical assumptions. I don't know. Like, all Mexicans like beans or something, you know. No. Tony, you like beans? Uh, I think so. It's been a while. Okay. What do you mean it's been a while? Beans are like the greatest source of vegetable protein. Or not vegetable, but, you know, plant-based protein. Yeah, and I eat meat. So what the fuck am I doing with beans? Uh, I mean, yeah. but I haven't, eat, I haven't eaten beans in years. What? Yeah. No! <laughs> beans are the... Do we eat beans all... I mean... Well, at this point, in all the times a week. Tony now, then. Maybe I'm the Mexican. <laughs> by, that, by that ratio. Right yeah, on. seriously. Hell, I went to a Mexican restaurant just last week with my with my boss and a, a new a new coworker. I ordered fajitas, no tortillas, and I only had the guacamole, the sour cream, no rice, no beans. They looked at you like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" Man? Are, you got you just don't like the taste of beans, or you you're not no? I th- I'm pretty sure I I could I could still enjoy the taste of beans, but they're useless to me. Because you get all your protein from meat. Yeah. And they have a lot of carbs. You know, it's like I I get all my nutrition and my energy from protein and fats. So I don't need carbs. See, I like the idea of the beans and rice because then you get that complete protein. That's that's a Yeah, but you get complete protein from meat. Uh-huh. You get complete protein from meat. I don't know. Meat. No, I dig, I dig, I so. dig. Yeah. But as John Travolta says in Pulp Fiction, well, bacon tastes good. Pork yeah. chops taste good. Yeah. And I heard it's just trying to say beans and rice taste good. Mix that shit in with the beef. Beans and rice. That's what I'm saying. saying. Like the well, the truth is, I, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, how, how, how much protein you get a day, Tony? Do you like, do you track? Yeah. Uh, well, I, how mean, much? I did for a while, probably. Okay. Hundred. And you probably pretty conservative, pretty relatively the same every day, right? Be, uh, like hundred, hundred twenty. Oh, okay. So you're not you're not in excess of your body weight. No. Okay. And see, that's probably what I get is between hundred and hundred and fifty on a big day. Yeah, exactly. Depending on how much meat I eat at dinner, kind of thing. But yeah. What'd you have for dinner tonight, Harley? Subway sandwich. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, that's just because we're, we're, oh, yeah, I'd go all foot long. You love big, foot long? I'm a big boy. But we went to, we did our gym thing. You know, we did our gym. Okay. I PR'd on the bench press. So, right? Mm. Like, that's good times. Nice. So. Yeah, I downloaded a uh, an app that's supposed to help with, um, like, 
meal planning and macros and all that macros, shit. Yeah. It was entirely carb based. It was trying to put me at four. No, it was trying to put me at six meals a day and all carbs. And I'm, I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't figure out what, like it's called RP strength. Um, and you pay like 15 bucks a month. Uh, and they have a two, two week free trial. And I'm like, oh, let, me, let me see what my week would be like if I use this app. And it's like, they give you the ratios of your macro ratio per meal. And then they just give you Those a list. Old school, the old school, like what we taught our kids when we were kids. It's like, like eat all carbs and pretty milk much its own food group. It was like for, like for, for breakfast, ever. it was 45, I think it was like 45 grams of protein, five grams of fat, and then like 80 grams of, of carbs. And they just give you a list of your, of the different sources. And I'm like, I, I don't like any of these carbs, <laughs> like all these carb sources. I'm like, I don't really like them. Like I don't, I haven't, I, I don't enjoy carbs as much anymore. So that's I'll, common for I'll people that keto. are that yeah. are keto. Yeah. I've heard, or at least I've heard. Yeah. That was pretty funny. I tried. I was like, yeah, I can't do it. I can't go back. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that before. So, Fonzo, you big, you big macro tracker? Yeah, I'm all, I got Renaissance period, periodization dot com saved on my bookmark here. I, well, I looked up RP. Yeah, right RP now. is Renaissance periodization. Yeah, it's actually yeah, you cool. Need to just, you just need to find all the, you know. No, that app is really cool if you eat that way. Like, if you eat carbs, then it's it's really cool. Well, that's another interesting point, Tony, that I've noticed um, or that I've sort of been a fan of about intermittent fasting because I'm basically doing it five to six days a week now. Um, it it just it's it makes meal planning that much easier because I never have to think about what I'm going to eat for lunch because I eat four eggs, whatever lunch meat. Right. two pieces of toast some oatmeal i just eat a big ass gigantic breakfast but i skip that lunch and lunch is this sort of historical meal that's always kind of hard for me to motivate myself to eat you know mm. um, i hate eating in the middle of the day like it just yeah it, it, it my body just goes into rest and digest and i can't think straight anymore oh, like, well that's uh, why i was texting you earlier like i don't know a couple weeks ago i was like mm-hmm. Dude, when I break my fast, I get so lethargic and so and my problem is I don't I don't like exercising fasted. Uh, um, I'm sure I could get used to it, but I haven't. And like uh last week or the week before, I did a seven mile walk. It wasn't a hike, there was no elevation, but I walked seven miles and I did it fasted. And I tell you what, the first like two miles of that fucking walk I was fucking like scared. <laughs> I was genuinely like, I was feeling weak, but I was all like, I felt almost like feverish. Like, like the fuck? <laughs> it was uncomfortable. Wow. And I'm sure a lot of people get that, you know, and then yeah. the last like two thirds of it, I was fine. I didn't even think about it, but my routine, my day to day routine kind of, it's kind of frustrating. Maybe you can help because once I get past sort of that, you know, like what, what do I always say? It's like, let's say it's like 12 to 14 hours kind of thing where you gen, I genuinely am kind of like, all right, I should be eating now. Like I feel hungry kind of thing. 
once I get past that and I get into 14, 15, 16 hours, then I'm just not hungry. Now I'm up to noon, one, two o'clock. I have no desire to eat. I'm full on ketosis, but I have to force myself to eat because I'm like, I, I need to go to the gym soon. I want to go to the gym in the next hour and I don't want to eat a thousand calories the minute before I go to gym because it just doesn't feel right. It is, uh, you know, I feel all heavy and bloated and shit like that. So it's like, what the fuck do I do? Learn to, well, you could have a small, like a pre-workout type of shake type thing. Yeah, like a or you just shake. learn to learn to work out fasted. When you work out fasted, coming out and then you eat after the fast after working out, your mm-hmm. muscles are super insulin sensitive. I've heard so, that before. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you you have some uh, some protein, it just goes like right to your muscles. I It's just yeah, it's so weird. But then I get into the position where I'm, I'm not getting enough food if I make that window so small you know i you know sure. if i fast till four or five o'clock then i only basically have a four-hour window where i eat all my food i just don't get a lot of calories yeah. and it's not hurting me but you know there's a balance i guess between you know weight training and cutting i'm not looking to lose a ton of weight i'd rather get a little stronger but you know i don't know yeah i'm not, I'm like, not ultimately sure about... i think for me my primary is just longevity at this point you know Right. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't. I haven't eaten, or I haven't worked out, fed in years. Like I just don't do it. I don't. I don't feel good fed. Well, I believe it. So, I mean, I I've heard that from a lot of people. And once right, you I, get I guess my point adapted, is that you're just going to be used to that position. I mean, right. My point know, is that I don't have much advice to give you yeah, from my yeah, own so, personal yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Fair oh shit, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I should be asking your CrossFit gurus because they're yeah, they're all that about big it. high intensity carb heavy. Yeah, they're food. all about yeah. they're all about carbs and yeah. Your pre workout shake, your post workout shake, your intro workout shake, like they're uh, it's, it's no people take it too far. Yeah. Anyways, sorry about that, guys. What what, what were you talking about? Talk about uh, some random rants. Random all random rants. Movies. All, things, all things food. All things, yeah, that's it. Uh, you, you all want to hear uh, how 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 the boys ended up? Yeah, dude, exactly. That's what. Mm. It's a good, nice little segue there. Um, the I ended up the boys. enjoying it. It was it it was a lot of fun, and all the way up until the end, it was fun. And then the end happened, and you know they're they're gonna do the the. Cliffhanger. Set set it up for yeah the cliffhanger. Set it up for the next season, and I was okay the way they left it. I was I was shocked. I was like, oh, I didn't think of that because you know you're as you're going some you can have thoughts about what what's the possible. I'm trying to talk about it without spoiling it, and you Mm -hmm. so it's like you think of all the possibilities of what could be going on, right? And and then it happened, and they 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 kind of reveal it, and you're like, oh shit. Or at least I was. I was like, shit, that's right. Now what? <laughs> but it kind of, it wrapped up, it kind of wrapped up the main storyline and left it open to shit. How, where are we going to go from here? Um, so I was left, I was left. Uh, uh, it, You're looking it, forward to the next I'm season. looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nice. So, uh, yeah, I only and had they a couple. Didn't fall off like Umbrella Academy, or whatever. Right. Or whatever. That's yeah. what, and and I keep, yeah, yeah, that because that was one of the the biggest letdowns that you know I was so excited for it, and then it was just kind of eh, and just kind of petered out, fizzled yeah. out. This one, this one was good. Nice. Yeah. I'm on episode five, I think, or I just finished started five or finished five. I can't remember. I have to go back and check because, you know, when you go on there, it tells you, you know, where you left off. Sure. Um, but I remember you saying, like, you know, damn, every episode has a holy shit moment. And you're not kidding. Right. It, it's ridiculous. Fucking hey, dude. Let's see. What's episode five is one, two, three, four, five. Good. Good for the soul. Yes. Yeah. Episode five. Good for the soul. I think I might be on that one. Harley, you mm-hmm. haven't started mm-hmm. it yet? Because last no. week you sounded interested. No. no, I am. I'm totally on board. You uh, Tony left that plate of I'm food a, for you that you could eat it. I'm a fucking, big, I'm a big fan of Yellowstone, so I want to start rewatching. I want to start watching the second season of Yellowstone. All right. Um, me and Chris watch um, uh, the The Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. so we started season three of that, and we're only we only started watching one episode. Um, the truth is it's hard to watch television because our default, we just always go like, let's watch Shameless. Let's watch Shameless. So, yeah, and that's the thing. You don't have regular cable TV as well. No, exactly. So we watch on right. demand whatever the so, fuck we want. And so, so we inevitably, Shameless is perfect. So we just watch Shameless. So we're, yeah. we're halfway through season eight um, in as many fucking months. And... Um, I think I think they're on nine season nine. They're in the middle of it or something. So, um, yeah. So it was funny. Uh, Rochelle, my twenty-two-year-old daughter, um, you know, mother from another father. <laughs> um, she she stayed the night um, a couple nights ago, which is really cool. And um, her and her girlfriend were talking about. We, we started talking about television, and we're like. You gotta watch that Shameless. She, they both of them were like, Whoop. "We love Shameless." Oh, <laughs> and I fine. looked at her and I was like, "A little too close to home, huh?" She's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So, anyways, yeah, yeah, right on. Well, cool. Shameless. That's a good finishing that right on. Yeah, usually like, if we have like an hour or two before the kids gotta go to bed, you know, our go-to is like Shark Tank, or um, lately I, I just like watched like two episodes of Bar Rescue the other day. I don't know why. Just kind of funny, like to see when she gets switched, turn around, and then uh, what's the other one I was just watching? Oh, Impractical Jokers. That's like that's always on True TV. I sort of got if that sh- if that show show wasn't on that channel, I don't think that channel would exist. <laughs> you go on the guide and you look; it's like a, a Impractical Jokers marathon. It's always on. It's insane. Um, but that's always a good that's a good go to. Like I said, when the kids are there and they're watching it, you, you can't really watch. You know, you can't really put on the boys while they're there. You know. Um, but interestingly enough, they just binged season three of Stranger Things. So Cruz all caught up, and then River and Reagan just watched part three. They didn't even watch one and two. My, so they made Mazzy's it backwards. Like, Mazzy comes home from camp, right? She goes to the Boys and Girls Club during the summertime. She comes home a couple days ago, and she goes, Dad, 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 have you ever heard of a show called Strange Thing? Strange, and I said, Strange Things? Stranger Things? She goes, yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm like, yeah, we watched a couple episodes of it like years ago she's like dude all my friends are talking about it can i watch it and i was like i guess i mean you know but it's like they're in fucking season three now yeah but just for, for a kid in the summer just she'll binge that in like three days 
but I don't let her watch more than a half an hour a day. So yeah, well, how's she going to binge that shit? Yeah, that's true. I don't let her binge nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, ain't nobody tell me nothing. I feel like I should watch it. Yeah, I'd be ba- I remember watching the first half of the first season. They tried again. Watch it with her. Yeah. Beginning. Yeah. I mean, I love that, you know, the idea of the ode to the 80s sci-fi stuff. I dig. Yeah. I really do. You used to ride a bike, remember? <laughs> Fucking A. I was just, yeah, just talking to Mezzi about that. Yeah. Well, before we get into the uh, reviews real quick, let's, uh, want to take a little box office numbers? Here, Doc Punk yeah. up there. Yeah, let's do it. Interestingly enough, most of the Disney movies in the top 20, which I count for, you know, 18 kind of thing of the top 20, um, they don't give you a budget. They won't tell you how much Mm. they cost. So like Dark Phoenix, right? It's way down in number 19. It's only made $132 million. Or no, excuse me, $109 million. But it doesn't have a budget. So I'm like curious to know how big of a flop that was, you know, mm-hmm. um, all the way down to number five is toy story four. It's only made $7 million, but for a grand total of four ten, So it's like, that's have just we, have we ever had it with the top five or all Disney movies? Mm, I don't, I don't know. No. Probably well, not. That seems close. like kind of a stretch, but really, uh, is it really? Uh, yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Uh, would you consider that a bad thing or a good thing? Um, at this point, if Disney had a monopoly on the five most popular movies in the movie theater at any given point, I like to see it. Just, just like to see it. <laughs> maybe, maybe a sad I, thing. Yeah, I, I mean, personally, I, I think it's it would be tragic. Um. Diversity, right? Best thing in the world, right? Supply and demand, right? Is Would it be awesome if Ford was the only car company in the world? Or is it awesome that there's 50 car companies in the world? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyways, uh, Toy Story 4. 7.1 grand total of 410 though so you know that's making money mm. uh number four is spider-man far from home 7.7 million but a grand total of 360 now that does have a budget of 160 so just domestically it's already made 200 well this week's close enough budget. they have three in the top five so so um, oh, no, spider-man far from was disney well it's yeah spider-man's sony. not it's disney sony. it's sony yeah okay. exactly Spider-Man. now sony also has number three it once upon a time in hollywood for a grand total of twenty, a ninety million dollar budget, it has already made seventy eight. So that will eventually break even slash make money. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, what are they expecting from a Tarantino drama in big Hollywood theater when this week Hobbs and Shaw, you know, debuted? So what'd you say? I don't know. You have to go to Tony. <laughs> rewind the tape. No, the title of the movie. Pops and Shaw. I thought he said pop or something. 
Someone oh. said Tobbs. Right, he did. Yeah, oh. Tobbs and Shaw is what I heard. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I probably did. I had three beers in me before I got home, and now I'm drinking. Yeah. So what the fuck? Heineken, fuck that shit. PBR, that no, shit. don't no, I don't get it. it twisted. It's Fast and Furious presents yes. Hobbs and Shaw. So number don't two is Lion King Disney. That too is up to four hundred and thirty million dollars. No budget. Which Donaldo wasn't a fan of. Fast and Shaw. Fast and Shaw. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're right. Sixty million dollars opening weekend. Now here's the problem. That is not going to make money. It's got a two hundred million dollar budget. Do you know how well these fucking movies do overseas? Yes, they do gangbusters. It's already made a hundred and twenty million overseas. Okay, then. So. I mean, it's got Idris Elba in it, so what the fuck? You can't what argue with that. About. Wait, okay, right. so this is something that I've been wondering about. You Don't always say yourself, it's Tony. not going to make its budget, but you only reference the domestic. And I do that all the time, because and, when I pull up box office... these all about America, yo. Just America, yo. So does the overseas not count? I don't know. No, I'm sure it does. It does. Not the Harley's eyes. If if you had to put a gun to my head and ask me my opinion on the subject matter of finances, we don't have three hours for that, Harley. Okay, that's a two-hour show. I'll give it to you in three minutes. Yeah, real bullshit. The only thing I've heard that I've that I would probably guess is probably pretty true is when they give me the budget right on Box Office Mojo or what you see and like when when your interns break down and give you the budget exactly. That is the cost of the movie. The marketing of said movie, I've read, is traditionally sometimes between a half to the entire cost of the production. So some of these big, big, gigantic, you know, again, look at Disney, look at these movies that are on every YouTube video, on every trailer, in every theater. These movies have gigantic marketing i mean you drive down hollywood and you see the fucking no yeah when i was in la like that weekend of venice it was lion king posters all throughout and hobbs and shaw billboards like everywhere and so they ain't fucking around but it's like but it's like really you really got to promote lion king and like hobbs and shaw people are are gonna go see it you know but but, it's like the casuals i guess this is where you don't you don't realize the power of suggestion you know we drove by the movie theater day on the way to to the subway right and when we drove by mazzy sees the things and she goes oh yeah dad i really want to see the lion king yeah, it reminded like, yeah. her that yeah. she's talked about it at school at, at boys and girls club it's like she's i don't even think she's ever she's never even seen the original well, think about but it, everybody's she talking ain't got, about she it ain't got tv either so she ain't seen the commercials on exactly TV. so the marketing outside of the house hits people like her it reminds her, oh, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that. You know, and how many dads were like, yeah, I loved it when I was a kid. So it's oh, like, every time you do Mazzy's voice, too, it's always like, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like this, yeah. But she talks like she's a detective all the time. She's a happy kid. You know, she's on beats. So, um, so anyway, so the marketing, I think the marketing makes, takes, costs a lot, makes a lot, you know. And then obviously, 
we're talking about marketing overseas because you know opinion saying domestically it should make all this money back and you'd be like straight like okay cool it's making the the, the movie studios making their money back i don't know only. i mean i guess it's a good point like i'm sure there's a fucking youtube video or some shit let me let me look it up and i'll get back to you next week on next week's podcast i'll give you some Ooh, better stay idea tuned, tony of hollywood remind them write that shit down don't you don't forget Little clear, look at it, look at that. Boys uh, left you on a cliffhanger, Tony. It's no, always this guy's leaving me. you on a cliffhanger. It's always interest me, you know. And so, you know, we're always talking about Hollywood and production. And, you know, that's theater. fine. No, hey, I asked. I've this been segment right here, Tony just created. Ask Harley. I'll answer you next week. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, when I ask Harley questions, I like to for her prefer him eating a big bowl of ice cream while he's answering the question too. So. You know, I mean, I think it's one of those things where every studio is a little bit different. You know, um, I, the thing but is, but they all have that same mentality. They want eyeballs seeing everything, and then absolutely having them reminding, "Oh yeah, that movie's out. Um, that movie's coming out. Let's go see it." Absolutely. Right, driving down the freeway, you see that? Like when we were going to LA the, the other week, it was funny. There was this billboard. There was like a building that had like those wraps that you put on buildings. You know, like advertisement. Mm-hmm. And one of them was for. Uh, advertising for like a camera so like a gopro almost for like and it's got this beautiful like beach landscape people are hanging you know they're laying out in the sun hanging out and shit you not the 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 billboard behind that the building wrap behind that was for the new movie 40 meters of uh, 47 meters uh uncaged so you got this like girl swimming with the big ass shark i'm like huh that looks that's a, that's kind of a conflict right this got this one big one about a beautiful beach and then right behind is a scary ass fucking shark about to eat people i don't about. think they planned that one out pretty well it's, well, one, it's like this one reddit yeah. post that crew likes to watch where they fuck up the billboard tony you know what i'm talking about what's it called like when they fuck up on ads or something it's called like something mistakes or um it'll, it'll like it'll be like a like a billboard of like a uh stopping gun violence it's like a gun and the one before oh, that foreshadows yeah. like a baby like and it looks like it looks like the gun's gonna shoot the baby. And right, it's like right. Weird. I forget the post, uh, the Reddit subreddit. Yeah, called, I don't, but... I don't, I don't know the Reddit. Okay, but it's something where it's like mistakes or something, you know, something in that, something in that in that vein. So it kind of reminded me of that. Like, are they crew? Would this make it? You know, in that subreddit, he started laughing. <laughs> oh, but it's kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, so we'll see. So stay tuned, y'all. Yeah, no, I'll, 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 I'll be able to give you some. Some cool. more information. There you go. I'll read some. I'll read an article. All right. Oh, and Tony, go fuck yourself. Okay. Making me look dumb and all like that shit. That's, that's all I was trying to do. I wasn't trying to get you to talk more. <laughs> yeah, fucking leave us. That's the last thing we want to do. <laughs> I was just calling it out because it doesn't make sense. Well, now we're calling you out, Tony, because you chose the homework this week. What's up? Um. Yeah. It was. Uh, I think it was actually free on Prime Video for a little while, and that's probably why it was on my mind, because I kept oh, seeing it go. or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, time trap. Um, professor enters the cave go, and goes missing. Some of his students come looking for him and get trapped in the cave as well, but no one gives a shit, because the important part is a few seconds in the cave equals a year outside. Spoiler oh. alert. Oh. Yeah, that's I read it last week. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, I feel like they <laughs> I was like, yeah, so you spoiled the last out. week too, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what do you fucking read over here? Um, Hello, read here. Yeah, yeah, it's a lower budget um, sci-fi that gets 
into the it gets into the the premise pretty quickly. Um, like it doesn't spend a lot of time, a lot of a lot of its running time just trying to establish background or characters. Blah. It's like no, the the they, the cave is pretty much on screen in the first minute, and you got people d- jumping into it within the first ten minutes, and uh, you start seeing the effects of some weird time shift thing uh right away so i i enjoyed that part because the acting and and the rest of there's a lot of cringe script Ooh. the script was Ooh. very cringy no 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 no. The, it's not the script. I was like we're watching a sci-fi movie here <laughs> this this the cringe is yeah. not in the script oh no it's, it's not, not in what people dialogue. say it's in the acting uh this i thought is, i thought it was you call, you call that acting it was all of it I don't think I don't think an actor could have recovered the script. <laughs> oh, see, I like, had no honestly, problem. If my boy Tommy Wiseau was in it, I think he would have. <laughs> Mark oh, Wahlberg would have crushed oh, hi, Cave. the <laughs> But yeah, it, it definitely the the there was a lot of cringing going on. Whether it was the <laughs> the acting or the 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 delivery of the lines or the lines themselves. I'm glad um, you said it first, Tony. Thank you. Yeah, but the the storyline and the the concept, the I thought premise. Was, yeah, the premise. premise was cool, and I yeah. was I was able you to kind of that. like throw away the you know not think about the cringy parts and throw away the the bad acting aside and just kind of enjoy the premise, and it was I I, I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. Like I don't, I don't want to give. I don't know. I don't know how to talk about it without again, you know, giving too much away, because it does touch on the idea of of time, and and it's not exactly a time travel movie like no. the traditional time travel movies that they have out there with paradoxes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was you a really little start getting really nerdy and start right. talking about it, and you're like, okay, because then you always refer to other movies, right? You're like, you okay, have but to. in this movie they did this, like. Mm-hmm. Me and Jeff were talking about it today. I was talking about the movie, and I'm trying to explain. I'm like, he's like, remember in Time Cop, if like two people met each other and they touched each other, they would become one. Oh um, shit, that's right. And uh, so, no, right? Was, yeah, two objects couldn't occupy the same space. Exactly. Yeah. So and so, I'm, you know, I have that rule in my head, and then I have like, you know, Back to the Future, obviously. Right. And then, you know, but then you, you remember Endgame, where they, you know, they kind of dispute all that, and they and their and their logic. So it's like, alert, alert. They can get oh, get oh. You fucking, There's fuck you time for not traveling in Avengers. No, for fuck's sake! Fuck I you for not watching it for this long anyway. So go fuck yourself. Not the only American who hasn't seen it. By the exactly. Way. See, so yeah, why is that my fault? That's your fault. No, I said I'm not the only American asshole. No, you're the only one who's never seen it. You're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> At least in this bad boys realm, all right. In this, in this, in this Too universe. Sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, it can get really muddy real quick. I mean, even Terminator, you start thinking about it, you know, right? Oh yeah. It's like in the timeline, you're like, my head, my head's about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> but Tony had a good time. What about you, Harley? We're, we're the, you're a big fucking uh, fan of acting, directing, <laughs> cinematography. This is the not DP, directed by Terrence Malick. Editing. <laughs> um. You know, it, it, as soon as I started watching it, I was like, what the fuck did Tony pick? And Chris was the <laughs> hey, exact he, same thing. Oh, boy. I'm like, this is like a like a Disney show, right? I mean, the <laughs> acting 
is so garbage. Like this, like the Sci-Fi Channel wouldn't pick this movie up. Damn. Right? I mean, damn, that's harsh. I gave it Sci-Fi. You went fucking past that. Jesus it is. Christ. It is so badly acted. But here's the thing. Oh boy, here we go. I, I was I was gonna try to do that, like where you know I've been talking shit about the movie, and then at the end I gave it a dollar. What? Thing, no. But, no, no, no. Check it out. Halfway through the movie. I look over at Chris. Both of us keep putting down our phones to watch it, right? We both keep yeah, paying attention to it. Yeah. And I'm like, here's the thing is the premise is really neat, right? And the film does – the directors do a decent job of keep developing that premise, right? They keep developing, oh, what if or, well, what happens if this or that? Or I mean, they, they do a couple little filler things, but the movie's really short. So that that kind of helps it, you know. It doesn't get too, you know. Try to. I thought it was too short for you for your liking. So, so, but halfway through, I'm like, before that third act where the shit, the wheels come off the wagon, kind of thing, because the movie gets kind of bad shit crazy, right? <laughs> With this, Jesus Christ! Well, I'm, 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 I'm getting bleeped out, so whatever. Yeah. All right, all right. Good, yeah, shout out to Tony for doing that last week on the last episode, Tony. So what? what Good oh, job. when the character. Oh my gosh! Well, how? Yeah, that's, that's are you are you trying to make them fucking work harder? On the, we know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you, right. yeah. Don't repeat it again by changing the other words, but you're still. Yeah, no, no, it. no. Tony's right. You know what? Just bleep out when I said this. Part. All right, so yeah, yeah. When that character comes in, the movie gets gets batshit crazy, right? But up until that point, I'm having a blast because, and I told Chris this. I said. You know, the truth is, these characters, I feel like what's scripted for them is actually pretty real, reasonable for what would happen in real life. Like a lot of times with crazy scripts like this, they have to make actors or actresses do dumb shit to facilitate the movie, to kind of perpetuate the story. But in this movie, like, I felt like what they started arguing about made sense, like what they were going to do made sense, you know, the rope this or the kid that or like, wait a second. Like it felt believable. So it was a weird movie because when the actors opened their mouth, I had a total disconnect, right? And I couldn't tell you, I couldn't remember which actress said this or which actor said that or you know, I mean, it's got the cliche like attractive blondes kind of thing. I the silent movie would have been better. Well, yeah. I mean, watching I, it? No, no I, ironically, when I was thinking that when I was watching, I was like, well, Dude, this would have made an talk. amazing book, right? This would have made an amazing like adult book kind of thing. You know, and you know what movie addressed this? It was Inception, right? Not Inception, Interstellar. Nolan's Interstellar, where they go down to the planet. No, and, it was Dark Knight Rises. I'm sorry, you got it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman's like 106 years old. The Joker's like 30. And it fucks no, he him. was. Remember, Bruce Wayne was in the cave and he had to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But his exactly. back was all jacked up. So I was totally digging the movie, and then it gets batshit crazy towards the last like 15, 20 minutes. But Why, can point, you explain what happens? No, I cannot. Because <laughs> Tony will just beep, 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 beep. So. Was he a chicken? Like. <laughs> Tony, you got to use that for the beep now. Can you get a chicken? I got to use the, I got to, uh, yeah, I got to get, um, yeah. 
Tony Wissow's fucking Tony oh Tony, you got to now. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Yes. yes. Instead of the bleep, you gotta use yes. Oh my gosh, genius. Harley, if any if you anything you uh you added to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now I kinda want him to spoil the whole moves. I can hear him just do that. <laughs> oh hi doggy. Uh, I, I hate you. I hate you guys. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. It's gonna be a lot of work, but you know it's gonna be. I fucking, know it's gonna be. It's gonna, it's gonna, be, gonna be amazing. It's gonna be good. So, anyways, ultimately, I ended up having a good time with the movie. Like, like I, I'm kind wow. of embarrassed to admit it, but kind of embarrassed. Yeah, it, it was, uh, and it's and like we talked about. Uh, for me personally, I think the screenplay is there. I mean, it kind of falls apart a little bit at the end there when they when they go deeper into the cave. Chirp, 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 chirp. It, there's there's some. That's not a fucking spoiler alert. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, you know, we get some references to some time. Where... <laughs> <laughs> he edits it in, dickhead. Quack quack. Oh yeah, I'm just helping. I'm just giving my ideas. So, um, you know, it, it's not a perfect film, but I, I think it would have made an excellent book. And considering I watched it from nine thirty in the morning to eleven o'clock in the afternoon, it was a perfect little, you know, uh, afternoon delight. So did he say eleven o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, I watched it in the morning from like nine thirty to eleven or eleven o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> That's what got him like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I know, dude. That was the weirdest sentence he ever said. He said, I started at 9.30 in the afternoon, or, no, 9.30 in the morning, and I went all the way to 11.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> Don't you consider, like, Tony, I, I think he went into, like, I think he went into a cave. I think he's in a cave. He's in a cave somewhere. He's like, it, it took him that long to watch it. I started in the morning, I didn't finish it till the afternoon. God damn, Harley. 6 a.m. in the evening. Yeah. Yes. Oh. This fucking guy. But it's funny when no, you, no, no, you no, say yeah, that's funny. that you're embarrassed because, like, Laney said, like, yeah, I kind of I kind of enjoyed it, but I'd never recommend this to anybody. <laughs> like yeah, she's see, embarrassed. Yeah, like, she's yeah, ashamed yeah. that she liked it. It's a guilty pleasure. It is a little bit. Yeah, it's not like you're watching Fifty Shades or some some Exactly. You know, you're well, porn and then you're like, oh, I can recommend this. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and you're right. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem recommending this movie. But I would certainly warn them, you get what you pay for, and the truth is you pirated this motherfucker. You know what I mean? They say, oh, man, guys, you really got to check out Cannibal Holocaust. I can't tell you about it, but, you know. This is not, let's be honest, this wasn't written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. What? No. No. Um, It didn't feel like it's... I mean, I didn't have any major problems with anything, so... Yeah, no special effects, nothing. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm with you guys there too. I mean, it's just yeah, but you know, but I I can let shit go like that because um, apparently the movies I watch are complete bore bore movies that put you to sleep, according to Reed. So I don't know what happened. I don't know why a uh, piston Reed cereal one day or something might have said something to uh, piss him off or something. I don't get it. I, I was your boy Reed, but I read the comments. I read all the comments, Reed. So just letting you know. Then all you want to fall asleep to a movie? Why don't you watch Time Trap? How about that? Huh? Then all having a hard time falling asleep. There you go. Um, no, I don't know. I uh, I'm with you guys, dude. It was uh, you know, it's already well documented that the acting's not too uh, high, um, Harley standards, high caliber, high quality. You know, 
But the story, yeah, is so batshit. It's just, um, it's engaging, you know. I mean, think about if you had a, a huge budget and some um, name actors, right? They could probably right? upgrade it. Like, higher, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, but like when you were Tony, or Tony was saying, he's like, you know, all the bad acting and all this, I can let it go. Hey, welcome to every '80s movies that me and Harley enjoy, Tony. Exactly. <laughs> when you said that comment, I was like, uh, yeah. We do that all the time, dude. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, eighties uh, eighties movies that have like like sci fi. I think I let it go. That's that's. I think I, it's a sci fi bias that I have. Yeah, but you know, like eighties movie, like for us, it's like not that we grew up on them, but it's like, hey man, you throw in a cool action scene here and there, show some boobies here and there, you know. We don't ask for much, huh, Harley? Yeah, like oh, I'll tell you what, man. If you threw this like rated R. Yeah. TNA in this movie, I'd right. be fucking borderline Slater. The there fuck you would you want them like, like, oh, hey, we're in a cave. <laughs> yeah, man, what if the girl's shirt well, fell off? What else are we going to do know? in a cave? Yeah, you know, it's just sure. us. Yeah, I mean, it, the actor's the... already there, so it's like, oh, no, I fell in a cave. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, the two girls are there, right? Early. Oh, no, we fell in a cave. We oh, no, I fell off. on the we girl. Gotta, we got to start making out now. To save yeah. to save air. <laughs> <laughs> this water is really cold. Yeah, we got to get naked. <laughs> what was that from? Was that like, sharks from... There, like? What was that one movie where like they're watching something and it's like uh, you hear them in... you don't ever see the movie but it's in the background. It's like uh, it's like look, it's an alien. Yeah, we better have sex with it. <laughs> Remember that? What was that movie? Oh, shit. Where we can never see the screen where they're watching us. Hey, look, another alien. Yep, we better have sex with it. What the fuck was that from? Dude? That was on you porn, dude. Let's nah, be honest. that's like Jason and Bob or some shit. I remember a movie uh, doing that, dude. Yeah, it's like hilarious. Like, yeah, look, there's an alien. We better have sex with it. You don't remember that? It's from some comedy or some shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. But it'll, it'll come to me later on. But yeah, yeah. This movie, oddly enough, yeah, I'm going to give it four quarters because, uh, right? For, uh, you know, it's a, it's a wacky little film. I mean, it'll, it's engaging. Like you said, I don't know why Harley picks up his phone all the time when he watches a movie. That's kind of rude. You get this fucking guy talking shit. Yeah, just because you don't play Clash Royale anymore, all right? Cause you still play the Clash Royale? I just, I just got my three-year anniversary, son. God, Dang. Yeah, Dude, I'm all yeah. on the Sudoku. They got, screen, baby. Yo, they got, they got season passes now, bro, where you can get faster um, rewards and shit, dude. Oh, you got, shit, you got tower to... skins. I need to get in on that, bro. You know, fuck. Well, you were in our clan too, man. You fucked up. Um. Dude, I'm I'm a Sudoku player now. Oh shit! What you and Amy get along? Oh, so Amy Yo, plays Sudoku. Get down on Sudoku, yeah. All are at me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so let's see. So I'd buy that for a dollar. Those are four quarters. Yep. I'd buy that for a dollar. There's my dollar, and Harley. I'm gonna give it ninety nine cents. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Just because you didn't get no TNA? <laughs> yeah, like it'd be a full on dollar if I saw some titty. See. But not none of this skinny bitch titty. Like, I don't like skinny bitch titty. I don't oh, want some... well, what kind of titties are you looking for, my friend? I want some big titties. What kind? Like, like, what, like what kind? Like, who? Like a D cup, bitch. Oh, there you go. All right. Hey, you know, no need to get angry. I'm just asking. Simple question. I just had, if you had an actress in mind, you're referring to a certain rack of lamb, so. No, no, I'm not thinking of anybody in particular. I'm just, you know. Just like I a like nice, them big, like brown, a... and juicy. Oh, shit. So find that <laughs> juicy bubble. Makes a lot of <laughs> bubble. You know, we brought up the game. I hope Tony has that uh, 
I got a man song queued up because we forgot to play the game where oh, we play a sounder and Hardy's got to finish the fucking rest of the song. So maybe this evening we can kick down on that. Don't be looking at the lyrics, Harley, you fucking cheater. <laughs> I, hear you, I hear you typing. We all hear you typing, by the way. I know, oh, I know. That's a fucking keyboard. Oh, shit. Your mic's like right next to your keyboard or some shit. I know. Oh, it's, it's, it is. It's, you know, 16 inches away from it. It's as far away from it as my mouth, so. All right. Well, Harley. Harley. What up? You know who the fuck is Reggie? Who the fuck is Reggie? This is Savage Scott, and it's time to play everyone's favorite guessing game. Who the fuck is Reggie? With your contestants, Angie from Fallbrook. My name is Angie. Reed from the NZ. Reed here. Art from Cali. Those are buddy Art. And... Donaldo. This is Nalo. Good luck, everyone. So Donaldo woke up to call in. Uh, I guess we'll find out. He did, he said so. He said as much. Yeah, another spoiler alert. There's the first one. Hello there, bad boys. It's uh, it's me, time traveling guy. Trusted New Zealander. Uh, I'm here to talk about the time trap, which is. Uh, film about some sort of time travel. Anyway, Hardy, he's going to give this film a dollar. Tony, he's going to give this film a dollar. And Bonzo, he's going to give this film a dollar. Boom! What the fuck is going on right now? Film is a certified Donato film. That's all. Look at that. That's the way you start that. And Claire is still like... That's how you started the game right there, ladies Dude, and gentlemen. That, that's big because he was – so I'll give you the numbers real quick. Um, him and Art were tied at 12 points apiece. So he just took a standing lead with a five-point with the accent, with the threes. So he's up to 17 now. So And then Angie's at nine, and D is at nine as well. So I kind of forgot. Oh, that's right. They doubled down on the Slater's. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> might just have another Reed championship. Angie, you better come correct. Oh, shit. Tony, I got you another chicken sounder here, too, by the way. On the hangout. Of course he does. You're oh. welcome. It <laughs> <laughs> didn't sound like any chickens I know. Well, listen, here, play the whole clip. It's not too long. Here. I haven't found the right girl. When I do, I will ask her out. Has anyone in this family ever even seen a chicken? A Lincoln. <laughs> That's the best line. That was your boy, Jason Bateman, Harley. I know. I know. It's, I, I, yeah, I recognize his voice. Some Arrested Development, one of the funniest yeah. shows. I used to watch I watched the first couple seasons of that show. Yeah, they're great. Always money in the banana stand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, here you go. Number two. Oh, hello, that bad boys. It's your friend, Felipe T, calling in again. It's been a long oh, time shit. since I called, so I'm calling back. Anyways, I don't know what you've been up to. I really don't care. So here are the movies. Uh, MCP. Uh, MCP. He peed 
time trap. More like, like let time crap. <laughs> this movie sucked. I don't know. I saw the trailer like five times. I don't know what's going on. So I'm going to say fucking waste of time for MCP. So I'm going to say waste of time for MCP. Fonzo, oh, man, sorry, mon fonche. But it was very convincing. That's good. I believed it. I did too. I don't know. points for the accent for sure. Cursing in French or some shit. I don't know. Oh, shit. He liked the weird movies. I'm going to say he gave it a dollar. And I say Harley. Ooh, Harley, the little Harley. What are you going to give it? Oh, Philippe Petit. Say he going to give it a waste. Of time, I, will, I hope no one gave it a power shit, but I need Felipe to take care of Felipe. <laughs> just he just like keeps repeating Felipe. I love it. He has to. So you know, traditionally that's not terrible. He got two points, but because Reed just crushed it, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's still he's down on three. He's down for three. So what else we got? Who else we got? Um, what's up, bad boys? Hope everybody's keeping cool on this. Amazing accent. Keeping that accent rolling. Warm weekend. Uh, Yeah. Anyways, under the pitch. Um, Time trap. I don't know, man. Well, I'll start off with Tony. He doesn't like movies, so I think he'll give it a waste of time. Uh, I think Fonzo will give it a waste of time, and I think Harley will give it a dollar. Damn. Uh, So, yeah. How you like me now? Yeah, I don't know. Do you? you like that accent, though, right? I mean, at least he called in. Yeah. <laughs> at least he called. <laughs> you giving him lovely parting gifts? <laughs> <laughs> hey, champ, way to go. All right, here we go. Last one. Hello, boys. I'm calling in me homework for Time Trap. Um, I'm going to say that Fonzo's going to give it a waste of time. Uh, MCP is going to give it a dollar. And, uh, Harley is going to give it a waste of time. Uh, I'll write you then. Uh, what accent was that, Harley? Right? That's Irish, baby. That's all Irish. Whoa. I've been to Ireland Whoa. before. I know what the fucking Irish accent is. Tony, now, would you agree? I have no I idea. Ja- I thought it was Jamaican. No, that was not Jamaican. Hello, boys. I'm calling in me homework for Time Trap. Uh, I'm going to say that Fonzo's going to give it a waste of time. Uh, MCP's going to give it a dollar. And uh, Harley's going to give it a waste of time. Yeah. What does she say at the end there? Don't cut her off. Uh, I'll write you then. Write you then. I don't fucking say righty then in Jamaica. They say Lord of Mercy. <laughs> it's got a point. That's the cliche, stereotypical line to end. Now that was Irish. Works for you me. say so. Well, I think it was a fabulous accent. Yeah, yeah, you're the you're the judge. Yeah, so she gets the point. Problem is, she only got one other point. So yeah, damn. Uh, yeah, we're we're all over the place. I mean, Reed's at yeah. seventeen. Art's at 14, Angie's at 11, D's at 10. Mm, mm, mm. So, yeah. Well, there you go. First round. Yeah, right. 
That's for Take sure. a trip down to the wild, the wild, wild west, y'all. Was that, was that a transition? I think so, because I believe Tarantino had Will Smith in mind for the main character of Django Unchained. Oh, interesting. Yeah, with the help of a German bounty hunter, a freed slave sets out to rescue his wife from a brutal Mississippi plantation owner. Written directed by Tarantino, starring Jamie Foxx, Christoph Waltz, Leonardo DiCaprio, Samuel Jackson, and James Remar plays two characters. Carrie Walsh, Carrie Washington, and uh, yeah. So we talked about this. You hadn't um, seen it in a while, Harley. You said you wanted to see it. Yeah, I had. I, had, I was happy to, to rewatch this because I'd seen it all the way through once, and gotcha. then watched like half of it yeah. once. So well, it, came this, out, it came out in Christmas in 2012. It says here. So, yeah, this was the I think second time I've second full length. So. Gotcha. Um, yeah, hours, some of the things hours, that happened yeah. at the end, I kind of forgot. So. Two hours, 45 minutes. So, yeah, it's a uh, hard one to sit through. No, if, it's you know, not. It's, the time. We, Tony, did, you... we actually watched it in one sitting. Oh, you did? Yeah. Same with you, Tony? What, just watching one sitting? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you do that mostly. I mean, you have fucking all the time. You have a lot of time, so. You don't have on the weekends, yeah I, could, yeah. I could I could, I could, binge a lot on the weekends. Nice. Um, I'm going to start with MCP because he's a big... Um, dialogue fan um you know there's a lot of talky talking this but there's also a lot of other stuff on here too but i'm curious i'm not sure how you feel about tarantino if you like a lot of his films if not um i just think it'd be interesting to start with you first and um get your take on django unchained yeah yeah it's got some nice dialogue um i think it's one of the have you only seen this one time? Yes, I've only seen it one time. Gotcha. A lot no, of his newer ones. Is your first time? This was homework for you? No, no, the second time. I've only oh, okay. seen it one time so before. It's more or less like me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. It it it's engaging. Uh, I do enjoy the dialogue in this one. Yeah, it's it's definitely got the Tarantino touch. Um, and it, it it's. One of the one of the things I noticed uh, this t- this time through um, was there's a lot of history in the dialogue and like setting up the the context of of you know where the tensions are coming from of that time, which is it, it's it it just adds to the tension that you're constantly feeling in the movie you know between the races you know the black and it was, we got this black slaver spoiler alert <laughs> and um but it really lets you kind of see why that's such a big thing through their dialogue through through their you know the times that they spend just talking um um and then on top of that you've got Tarantino action um and ta- and the Tarantino look which is always fun Do we see any feet in the movie I don't think so. <laughs> I now that I think of it, I don't. I don't think I right. saw any. Yeah, usually have a you know trunks trunk scene. Anybody see any big Kahuna burger in there? <laughs> no, no. This, in a lot of Maybe ways, he was this, able to put all of it, everything in there. Then, <laughs> in, in some ways, this movie was kind of a break from traditional Tarantino. Right? You have an actual score. Uh, you don't typically have that. Uh, oh, he had a soundtrack to this one. 
Yeah, that's no, I know he has both. He has a score and a soundtrack. Uh, yeah, um, but I think Hateful Eight was the first time he actually had a full-on score. A full-on score. Yeah, this one has a cross. This one has a combo, and we don't have that traditionally. With I mm-hmm. think traditionally he just has a soundtrack, right? I mean, you're the Tarantino sort of buff here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The- uh, so, uh, you know, and it certainly it's the first time he he does a western. Um, so that's unique. Um, it it is. It's not a movie that just takes place in bars and in cars and shit like that. This movie has a huge cinematic scope, right? It is. It's it's gone with the wind. Of what's well, his like? It's his take on the the western genre, you know. Well, yeah, I, mean, I have a quote. Of. I have a really interesting quote from from the production. Uh, the development on Wikipedia, which I'll, I'll say later, um, which is interesting because it just says exactly what it is. Um, and because you're right, it's the Tarantino version of a Western. And, um, you know, that's that's unique to Hollywood and unique to Tarantino, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, the, the trick is, you know, how do you make that movie? That's almost a spoof. It's like a black exploitation film of westerns. That spaghetti western, which I wasn't really familiar with before this movie, kind of thing. I'm not old, you know. How many fucking people love Django Unchained? They got no fucking idea what spaghetti western is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. So um, there's some interesting things going on. Very original in in, in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a big gamble. For a lot of people, especially at two hours and 45 minutes long, mm-hmm. this movie is made for something like Netflix in today's day and age. Now, luckily, it came out, you know, 10 years ago. And a lot of these, a lot of, this is tradition, still traditionally, people are going to go to theaters to see this movie. And it did okay. You know, domestically, it made $160 million on a $100 million budget. Um, but it did 260 foreign. So ultimately, it made $425 million. So I don't know how much money they spent marketing or whatnot, but um, I feel like that was in today's day and age that was that was a success. So, um, which probably led to the whole hate, hate, hateful eight. Because um, truth be told, and I don't want to review hateful eight, but I would absolutely watch this movie again and again as the years go on. I think. Um, it holds up better than than that because of the script. Because of it takes place over a long period of time. It's got these gorgeous cinematic shots in the snow and the summertime and the south and the desert of Texas and the plains of the Midwest. Yeah. It is it is gorgeous. It's pro- I guarantee you it's the best looking uh, uh, Tarantino film. And, I'm trying to say um, if he uses the same DP all the time, and I wonder if he used it on this one, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Or someone that's more used to the genre. or I don't know, because it does, like, yeah, you're totally spot on with that. Yeah. I mean, the cinematographer is Robert. Like the blood's being sprayed on the cotton plants, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, like yeah, that's, the, um, that's the spaghetti aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but how funny it is, too, though. You know? But, eh, I would I mean, argue. Like, like, what Harley's, like, when Tony said there's, like, a lot of, like, um, Suspense and like um, um, tension, tension. Thank you. Um, there's a lot of humor in it too. 
So, because I'm with you, Tony. I'm, I was feeling a lot of fucking tension, you know, and I forgot about it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and watching and going, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of tension, especially towards the end with Candy and then sitting there in the table. Ooh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're like, man, shit, something's about to erupt because I'm like, I'm, I'm tensed up, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretzel. I'm like, I need well, to leave. Like, shit, this kid. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing, like, Tarantino does the dialogue and, and, and tension and the, some of the most tense moments in the movie are relieved through dialogue. Like the only way that you've got, um, doc, Dr. Schultz, <laughs> what's, what's his name? Yeah. Well, um, and he has to, he has to defuse the situation mm-hmm. with his hands up in the air and just talk. And he and has to, so great and has to do it in a way to not like not flinch, don't make sudden movements, and don't get shot. And, and like I'm holding my breath the entire time he's talking and trying to say, you know, hey, I've got this paper here with a warrant signed by Judge so and so, and blah blah. blah. It's like, mm-hmm. is he gonna is he gonna is it gonna work? Is he gonna diffuse it? You know, that is really cool. And there's a lot of lot of moments that are just like, you feel like Django too because like. He's not welcome for one, you know. He just got freed. People mm-hmm. still look at him like, you know, what the fuck? Like, why yeah. is he in there? You know, he's still a black man. So you think he's thinking like, fuck, I'm gonna die with this. Why am I right, this crazy right. white man? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. this guy's fucking just shot us. Uh, the sheriff. He's like, now you can go get the marshal. <laughs> he just shot the sheriff mm-hmm. in the middle of the, you know. So you're like, <laughs> and you want us to have a beer? Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. We're fucking dead. What are we doing here? Uh-huh. Yeah, but you see that arc it, towards the end of the film. He really comes into his own. He, oh, of course. He, oh no, of course. I mean, that's the that's the best part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you see the slave Django, and then at the end, you see Django, the president of the United States. You know, <laughs> and I count six shots. It's an amazing screen. It's amazing arc of of Django's character. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have that, you know, yeah, when he's like training, we have that exchange, right? He's like, uh, you sure that's him? And he's like, yeah. He's like, are you positive? I don't know. You don't know if you're positive? I don't know what positive means. He's like, (laughs) it means you're sure. He goes, yes. Yes, what? (laughs) Yes, I'm sure that's Ellis Brittle. I'm positive he did. (laughs) 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 You know, you got the great exchange like that. They have the chemistry chemistry between those two. Yeah. Yeah. And who can't fucking listen to Dr. King Schultz, like, you know, read a fucking uh, Yellow Pages, right? Man talking, you know, just, uh, he's just great when he's like, you know, he's a scenery, right? But it's it's the Tarantino dialogue, right? And he writes for people. He knows who's going to, like him, Samuel Jackson. Like even Uma Thurman, like when they when he writes the dialogue, he knows they're gonna perform, right? And we've never, I don't think we've ever seen Leonardo play a bad guy ever. If you guys can remember, he plays one of the most despicable human beings on the face of the planet. He's having a good Good time, right? I'm playing this character, right? I mean, he's in a Tarantino movie and he gets to play a villain. Like he really put into that, you know what I mean? I think he really like like put like his everything into that character because it shows. Well, I remember the talk was that he was looking for a, a, a uh, an award, Academy Award. He never had an Academy Award. At this point, no, he had no. But and so um, I don't know the history if he got it or what the fuck ever. But um, yeah, he crushed it. Um, let's you see. Samuel he, Jackson's a fucking despicable motherfucker too, in it. Yeah, he is. He's a little weasel, right? Like, and it's so weird to see him in that role too, right? Yes. It was like when a Tarantino movie, you want you expect him to be badass, right? But here, you when he when he's got that when he's given um that look to um to um 
von Schaff brought him to Hildy, you know, and he's like behind and he's got that look. He's like, this motherfucker looks devious. Uh, but even he's like, hey, who that N word in that nag? He's like, a moment he walks in, he's so pissed off, right? Uh, Don Johnson, too, you know, um, when they're having that's their phone the conversation. Big Daddy, that's that that's the one scene that really kind of bugs me. I wish they had just cut out somehow. Why is that? I don't know the comedy aspect of that. Um, it huh? didn't work for me. Interesting. Yeah, which, which I mean, part? I get it. It pokes fun at white supremacy. It pokes fun at the sort of. Remember when they get to the Don Johnson's uh, location, Tony? Yeah, and and he wants like he's like, so you want him to treat us like you want him to treat him like that? He's like, no, 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 no. Not like that. I didn't say that. We want yeah, you to treat yeah. him like that. What's that boy's name that works in that store? Right. Treat him like that, you know? Yeah, what was wrong with that bro. scene? Tony Harley didn't like it. It just it didn't. It's, it, the entire scene was a comedy short. No, no. The, the, the punchline was important to show that the, 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 the no, I, he can't be white. Do not treat him like white. He is because he's like, oh, he's a free man. He's a okay, free man. Yeah. yeah. Don't treat him like the other black people because he's a free man. She's like, treat him like a white guy. Fuck you. No, don't treat him yeah. like a white guy. So it's like, no. The reality is that he still doesn't see him like a normal, like a human being. Mm-hmm. Right? So we had that whole scene where they talk about fucking uh, white masks. I thought that's the scene you were asking about. No, they no, talk no, about no, white no, 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 you're you're in a different scene. Oh, okay. You're talking about the one where the guy has made the mask, his wife yeah, made it, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a totally different. Right. Oh, you're the talking scene. about when they. What time when they rolled up to Don Johnson's? Right, right. The mask scene from other slaves. Then absolutely that part that yeah. those lines worked because it's a heavy scene. Mm-hmm. It's not a scene based on. Right. But they sprinkled comedy throughout the they sprinkled comedy throughout the movie though. Absolutely. So it's not like a it's not a shocker like if you're like, wait, why are they putting in comedy in it now? Comedy no, 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 and I'm you're right, and I'm fine with that. I have no problem with the comedy to break tension as sprinkling in. But the scene with the masks when they're with what's his name, the the cameo, the comedic actor. Oh, Jonah Hill? Yeah, thank you. That entire scene is a comedy sketch. That's Saturday Night Live sketch. That's just funny. And it wasn't funny. I didn't think it, it was. It was funny. It was. It felt a little out of place. Yeah. Um, it was cool to poke fun of that. You know, the idea of wearing masks. Like it, it's. It, it's just. You know, it's gratuitous. In, in the context of the of the seriousness of the movie, um, but it's kind of good to poke fun at that, and it helps build attention on what's going to happen next it's like well shit you got all these guys they're going to get overrun because in the, in the scene right before that you think as the viewer you know and i've seen it for the first time that they're about to get ambushed that our our, our main guys um Django and schultz that they're about to get ambushed so that mm-hmm. little bit of comedy stretches out that tension i would argue that maybe it was stretched it, it maybe it was stretched too far they could have cut the comedy maybe a little shorter but i but that that's one of those it's subjective whether it was like too Tarantino long. has final cut kind of thing <laughs> and I, don't know, I just thought it was funny though man I, I just love when that guy gets it is heat. funny i just love when he gets pissed off oh fuck y'all i'm going home you know i watch my <laughs> wife work all day getting 30 bags together for you ungrateful sons of bitches all i can hear is criticize 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 from now on don't ask me mine for nothing <laughs> i don't know i just thought it worked like i said it was throughout it's tarantino dialogue i'll chew it up it's fine like i don't you know 
I'm fine. I love that they're like, they still they, they still can't figure out. Wait, so we're doing this without bags or not? I can't I can't see a fucking thing and it's it kept cracking me up, man. Shit's funny. I don't know, man. I thought it was a good time, but yeah. Yeah, and and it's one of those like you know I don't never thought about that. You know the idea that it's a knight. You're riding you're riding on a horse, you, that shit's gonna bounce. You won't yeah. be able to see. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. No. Fucking well, and one of the actors says that he goes. Right. The truth is, the only thing that matters is if the horse can see. Yeah, yeah. All we got to do is cover their mouth, Red Dead Redemption style. <laughs> I was gonna bring it back to the western. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help it. Some parts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, one of my favorite scenes too. What he's like, uh, when he got fucking the dude from Dukes of Hazard. Um, he played the marshal in that one scene after the, he shot the sheriff. Tom Wolpat, who played U.S. Marshal Gil Tatum. Oh, he, that's he played, right. Are you guys lined up over here? You guys get on the roof right here. And somebody pick up goddamn Bill off the goddamn <laughs> ground. I love that shit. Oh, man. The first, the first, like, 20, 30 minutes of the film, it really puts you in the the world. It sets you up for what this movie, how what you're expecting. Because up until that point, you just don't know. You know, it's fucking Tarantino does a Western with fucking hip hop soundtracks. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Mm. So, you know, that first 20, 30 minutes of the movie, you just don't know what to expect. But these are those scenes that are setting it. The ultimate wrench flick, right? When he when when he picks up that fucking whip and actually gets to whip a white man. It's like, oh, man, it's it's like it's like every Mexican's dream to beat up a white man. (laughs) But it's so perfectly paced because we get. The entire movie. I mean, the truth is, this should have been, there should have been an intermittent, intermittent, intermission. Because we get the entire, what the movie's about, that revenge. Before we we meet DiCaprio's character. I mean, not the revenge part. We get the idea that Christoph Waltz is going to free yeah. James It's like Paul. fucking dessert once we get to DiCaprio, right? It's like, oh no, we... Once but we, dude, I can't breathe during that whole scene, man. That's the thing. Once build, it's ridiculous. It becomes so tenseful. And it becomes gratuitously violent, too, because oh, we see... I love fighting. the goddamn squibs in this fucking movie. Oh, well, that, I'm not even talking about the shootout at the end. I'm oh. talking about the fighting. Oh, where right. he, or he's screaming oh. at the fighters. Well, when the dogs and of course we the get the dogs get that guy. And, oh my god! Oh, so the dude. movie gets really heavy and really serious because why? Because now we're introduced to the villain of the movie. We aren't introduced to the villain until fucking an hour and forty minutes into the movie. Incredible! But boy, do they make up for lost time? Oh, man. Because at that point on, DiCaprio dominates the screen. And dominates the dialogue, and it works. He's so good. He's so compellingly evil and villainous, and just sort of like, just sort of the racism to the core, you know. And and then when he fucking breaks out the the skull at the end and starts sawing on it and hammers the fucking table, and then Chris mm-hmm. was like, "Wait, why is his hand blade?" I'm like, "They don't address it, but it's just because he fucking hits the table so." Oh hard. no, he cut his hand in real life. Right, movie. right. That he just acted through it. Yeah, nice. Uh-huh. That's why when you see, you see him pick it up, look at it, like, oh shit, come myself. <laughs> he keeps going. So he is so good in it, but everybody is. Christoph right. Waltz. I mean, ironically, uh, sat, sat, sat there and watched it with you. Chris did. Yeah, she yeah. watched. Yeah, and she was like, she did. Seen it before? No, she did not want to watch it because she had heard how violent it was. Mm. 
And then at the end, she was like, this is a great movie. And I was like, damn. Wow. Did you let her know I picked it? They're always giving me shit. I don't remember. Oh, you fucking asshole. You probably said you did. Prick. Oh, she knows I didn't pick it. <laughs> so. Um, my only criticism of the movie. Oh, boy. You know, we couldn't go without that. Is, is after. Um, the after the shootout, right? The big action set piece. Mm-hmm. We still have 20 minutes left of the movie. And they should have wrapped it up there, I think. I think Tarantino was just like, no, I want to make two hours and 45 minutes. Like, fuck Titanic. I'm going three hours. And it just felt like it it kept going. And it didn't need to. It didn't help it. Um, they, they, they could have wrapped it up at that. And that would have been 220. And I think that would have made it a perfect film. I think as it is, the the second third act ends up running just a pinch long. We you know once Christoph Waltz and Leo get their end, I think the movie should end <clears throat> differently than it does. Um, but you know it's Tarantino and and he's a brilliant filmmaker. Um, I, I would say this is one of his best films from a filmmaking standpoint. Um, if you look at his previous IMDb, there's nothing that he's made on the scope of this. You know, Pulp Fiction is just, you know, sort of the big city from here to there kind of thing. Um, you know, Jackie Brown, kind of the same thing. We're, we're talking about movies that just don't have a ton of scope. Inglorious Bastards had the most scope up until this point. Um, you know, Death Proof was obviously very small and, and grindhousey, and, and everything up until then was also very grindhousey. But when he does this, it is a big epic. Well, he's a huge Western fan, so I mean, just like yeah. I said, it's his chance to direct one and make one, and uh, so, so he yeah, went all out. And he did, you know. And Spike Lee gets mad that he, you know, used the N-word a lot, but it's just, I, I just think he gets mad that he makes better movies than Spike, you know? I have, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you know, Spike Lee did like two or three brilliant films. Tarantino, basically, for what he does, he knocks it out of the park almost every single time. Kind right. of thing. Which is pretty goddamn impressive, right? Yeah. I mean, in, in 2002, I'm, I'm quoting Wikipedia, 2007, Tarantino discusses an idea for a type of spaghetti western set in the United States pre-Civil War Deep South. He called this type of film, quote, a Southern, stating that he wanted, quote, to do movies that deal with America's horrible past with slavery and stuff, but do them like spaghetti westerns, not like big issue movies. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to do them like they're a genre film, but they deal with everything that America has never dealt with because it's ashamed of. And other countries don't really deal with because they don't feel they have the right to. And I think that quote nails it. It deals with, and Tony, you brought this up at the beginning of the review. It deals with slavery and it, it throw it, kicks you in the nut yeah it's already hard to see right it's already here like it's just a 
black guy in American history, and it's already hard, difficult to watch, right? But if we can change it up a little bit, you know, add some little humor. Yeah, it's 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 it is. I mean, you know, the way they're treated, it's always difficult to watch. Let's but throw some gratuitous violence guy. at it to mm-hmm. sort of. Well, when they set the dogs on that guy, it's fucking brutal to watch, right? Um, but the grindhouse level squibs, you know, that puts it in its own genre, kind of, yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. And it doesn't traditionally work. We don't see that in Southern movies, you know. Right. But in a Tarantino movie, you let it pass, right? Because I don't you, let it pass. Saw, fucking I always saw the violence in, 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 Kill, in Kill Bill. Oh, do even when you hear the sounds, like when he's hiding, he's using a human shield. You just hear, <laughs> you hear the water, like you hear blood shoot up like water, you know, like it's splattering out of the butt. Oh, dude, it's incredible. That's that scene is uh, is amazing, you know. But it's, it's tightly edited and it's shot in the sounds. You can hear the sounds, right? You can feel like the bullets just going through everything. It's incredible. Um, it's just like Red Dead, man. You're picking up all the guns you have on the ground, you know, you run out of ammo, switch the other one. <laughs> It's incredible. Yeah, man, I love this movie. I, I'm giving it a Slater. Uh, I'm through watching it. That just was a that, fucking movie. Just had so much fun with it. And uh, even for the hardcore is the, the the fact that I can you can have me um, entertained, laugh, feel so much goddamn tension, love seeing the scenery, love listening to them talk. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, and I, I'm always super curious now. Tarantino does that because he always has to say, well, I really wanted, I wanted to cast this guy. And I, get, and I always picture that, you know, but I, I, it would have been curious to see how Will Smith would have done in this in this role. Um, because yeah. Jamie Foxx did great, so I'm not taking anything yeah. away from Jamie Foxx. But it's He's just curious fine. that Tarantino had Will Smith in mind. So, so I, and I'm always curious: does he change anything once he doesn't get the original actor he wants? Does he change anything or just keeps the character the same? You know. I I will say this: you can answer that question like, next week, Tony. Harley. Yeah. I feel like Fox is younger than Will Smith. By like 10, 15 years. And I feel like um, Django's character is also very youthful. I feel like he's still young. He's still got his life ahead of him. Um, I feel like if you had Will Smith, it would have been a little more grisly, a little more veteran, a little more like a little more. uh, Fox's character is naive. We are introduced to him. As very naive, you know. I don't know what this word means, and and I don't want to say uneducated because obviously he doesn't know how to fucking read. But um, I I feel like again he's he's naive is probably the best word I can come up with. And I feel like if you had somebody like Will Smith, it'd be harder to sell that. The naive and and that part I think Will has the skill to pull it off. Oh, I'm sure you're right. What yeah. I what I wouldn't buy is Will being a black slave owner. Like I don't think I can't imagine him being the level of intensity and and uh like being the the scum that Jamie Foxx was able to pull off. Like he 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 played that that part well. And uh, they they in in the in the context of the movie, he even had this like the slaves were like, no, that guy, no, he's no slave. You know, they were pissed at him, they hated him, right? You know, and he and he pulled that off. And I'm I not remember sure. he didn't he didn't grow up in Bel Air. He grew up in Philly. He got sent to Bel Air. <laughs> Can't hold that so, against him. <laughs> so, uh, Will Smith, fifty years old, right? Born in 1968. And what did I say? Ten to fifteen years younger. 
Jamie Foxx was born in 1967. He's older than motherfucking Will Smith. So <laughs> well, there you go. They throw out your fucking theory out the window. There you go. Beautiful. All right, Tony. What'd you give a uh, Django and Chain? I've seen it twice, and I enjoyed it both times. Uh, this is getting nice later. That was oh, a fucking movie. Shit. The moment you said this is my second viewing, I'm like, oh, there's a second viewing rule. Yep. Is he is he, he going to give it to him? Yep. I was curious. Yep. It it happened for sure. Nice. And I don't give a lot of Tarantino film slaters. And like I said, I genuinely feel like that last 20 minutes of the movie, they could have cut it out, trimmed it down. Um, we didn't even talk about Christoph Waltz. Um, his performance is brilliant, especially considering he just came off being the villain in Inglorious Bastards. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, he is such a talented actor in this movie. Pretty sure I talked about him, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you didn't. We didn't. We didn't gush in. on him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he plays German. He plays this very um, naive to slavery, and I'm overusing that word now. But um, he, you see how pure and innocent and non-racist he is. We don't get a ton of arc from him. He's basically the same character from beginning to end, but he is your linchpin. He is your the foundation. Uh, terrible choice of words. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. I see I'll, I'll, okay. in this movie. I mean, that's the thing. But anyways, uh, I don't think linchpin is origins wow. are racist so but fair enough um he is the sort of moral compass of the movie and i like that because he is a very um uh, an amazing character and then ironically when we start dealing with candy fox is sort of in a better position in a lot of ways like he is and he even dresses he's like you want me to i gotta play dirty like i'm in the dirt you know what I mean? And Christoph Waltz, and like you, t- I think you brought it up, Tony, like he always is arguing his way out of these right. sh- sticky situations. His main weapon so, is his but, words. Yes, absolutely, without a fucking doubt. And um, and so ironically, at the end, he's the one who gets the revenge. And it's really a quite a big surprise. Um, and it works. I mean, it's perfect. And so that's why for me, I feel like after that, it should probably trim it down. Um, and they just were like, no, we're just going to throw the fucking fourth act at you. Um, but it is still a borderline perfect film. And considering what it accomplishes by being, by taking three genres. You want to talk about long running times? Your fucking review is long running times. By combining three genres, the Western, the sort of grindhouse, and the comedy. And he manages to pull it off in an amazingly empathetic to characters and entertaining and beautiful to watch. It's absolutely a Slater. That was a fucking movie. Not too surprised that a Tarantino film gets the certified Slater. Right? Yeah. I don't You heard Harley, though. He don't like to give out Slaters to me. Tarantino flicks. 
His character, his movies are just traditionally like they are what they are. You know, they're going to be Slaters for Tarantino. They're events, right? Like when you see his name, like, hey, he's making this movie. Do you even go to see the trailer or you just know you're going to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. One of those few directors that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm watching whatever the fuck he makes. Yeah, absolutely. That's impressive. That's an impressive line of work. So, But at the same time, I'm not chomping at the bit to see it. I'm not hyper excited to see. Yeah, see, when I was younger, like his movies were fucking everything to me. From Reservoir Dogs, True Romance, Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. Jackie Brown. There, you know, watched them repetitely. You know, I also had a lot of time on my hands, so not not now it's hard for me. I would love to do that for these older ones, you know, but I just don't have the time, and they're getting a little longer too, which is hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. one other thing I wanted to say about the movie is it kind of felt like a superhero film. With like an origin story, or? Django was a sharp shot from the beginning. It's like, like he's just had the superpower of being able to, yeah. you know, one shot and True. bullseye everything. Yeah, yeah. But I was okay with it. I was like, yeah, that's that's cool. Well, you also got to remember too um, that first part, that first act going into the second act, that basically covers almost a calendar year basically when they they go on the road to make Mm -hmm. money and they have a little intermission and they say you know sometime later and after they had a you know a a financially successful winter so Django gets a opportunity to practice yeah but his practice was already perfect before when he started oh you're right you're right you're right they never showed him being a fuck up with a gun he was always good with it he just had a natural talent for it yeah which was cool it was just it was enjoyable to watch All right, who's going to get it? Let's see. Harley, any guesses? D will know that you're going to give it a Slater. Art, Reed, possibly. Um, I don't think anybody's going to give it a certified Slater, um, which the problem with is that's this is the gambling movie, right? Yep. So I don't think anybody's going to get it. Tony's the wild card? Yeah. <laughs> you know me. <clears throat> Why? How that bad boy? Uh, Django Unchained is uh is a film that it sits somewhere near the middle of my Tarantino list, and I think it's gonna sit somewhere near the middle of yours. So. With that being said, this film is a certified Donaldo. <sighs> and, uh, well, I'm not going to spend any points on this because, well, hell, I don't know. Smart move. So y'all have a good day, you hear? We'll play there, we'll Cowboy. Play another point for Save. another accent. Very smart. Um, Played it safe. He, Played it gets, safe. he only yep. gets one point. They like, learned their lesson. <laughs> and that's I mean, last week was hilarious where they lost a lot of points and then the next one they fucking absolutely <laughs> killed, which was like such a uh, hilarious part of the new element of the game, right? For sure. Yeah. So who do we got next? Thank you. Hey, y'all. This is Artie Candy calling in with this week's picks. For fucking uh, the X credit, and there's a horrible accent song in the crowd power too. So, anyways, who picked this movie? Is Django? I'm gonna say I hardly picked 
Django. Homeboy loved this movie because that is his favorite word thrown out like Aaron Fox. Oh. <laughs> and I know he gets a little offended when they have those, his ancestors couldn't look at those eye holes. But I'm going to say this is a hot, high dollar for my man, Hunk Harley. And after that, I'm going to Fonzo. Ooh, Fonzo. Could this be a Slater with my man Fonzo? I don't know. I'm going to say it's a motherfucking Slater. I'm doubling down because I'm crazy today. And we're going to go to MCP. Oh, gosh. MCP. <laughs> I'm going to say he gave it a dollar. And overall, I'm betting three, counting one, two, three points on this because I really want to win this time. Take care. Hockey Harley. Out. <laughs> Wait, what did you say at the end about me? Hunky uh, Harley. Hunky Harley? Yeah, that's right. All right. Okay, so the way I look at it, correct me if I'm wrong, he gets a point for the accent. He gets two points for doubling down on Fonzo Slater. But then he loses three points. Yep. So he gets zero. Zero. See, how incredible is that? That's that's nuts, man. You get you get points and immediately lose them in the same round. <laughs> I mean, it he he it didn't kill him. He's still in second place. Right, still in a good spot. Yeah, yeah. It's only four points down on Reed. Yeah, he could have been. He could have played safe. Like if he won a bet, where would that put him? Where that would have put him at uh, seventeen. So, yeah, that would have put him at one point in second place. So he's yeah. winning offenses, but that's okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Still a good round. Still a great round. Uh, yeah. uh, check, check. You're, you're there. We hate We're here. Damn it. Check, check. There I am. Lost us? What happened? I got. I lost myself. I disconnected okay. my headset. <laughs> All right, next. We're right. ready for next, right? Yep. The third time trap. Django Unchained. Love that movie. Christoph Waltz. One of my favorite actors. Anyways, I think. <sighs> I think all three guys are going to give it a Slater. So yeah, those are my picks. Django and oh, Shane. Again, he didn't fucking Later. Know. Anyways, take it easy, guys. Bad boys for life. Wow, Triple dude. D again. Strikes again. Triple D strikes again. <laughs> Triple D part two electric boogaloo. Again. Wow. What the fuck, D? He literally just said, I'll tell you, I'm just not going to give it a slater. Which was hilarious because he was so confident. He's like, oh. And then he pauses. He goes, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. There's Tony and Harley again. Fuck those guys. They're fucking weird. Then he goes, no, fuck it. All three Slaters. And you, we're just waiting for you to say double down. You could have like, didn't, didn't, points. He's, or he's, example. he's like driving around with the power ups and just not using them. He's just like, no. Nope. Right. <laughs> he's going to drive. What an excellent fucking analogy. You know, just, Mario Kart's got all Mario the, Kart, all the, yeah. Uh, and he's he's, got just, show, he's just driving, show. pushing the A button, just going. And he just, just crosses the finish line without even using them. It's like you know you can skid, you know you can you can power power slide. If, <laughs> you know you get a corner. drift right there, right? You know, it's like, you know you don't fucked up, right? <laughs> What's that, Bill Duke sounder? Man, D, you could. Where does that put him? Where where are we at? 
triple motherfucking D again. Did we lose Hartley? Uh, no, I'm here. Oh, okay. Fonzo asked, where does that put him? Oh, you were expecting me to speak after you asked me a question. That's how usually it works. You know English isn't my first language, right? <laughs> that puts him at 14. So he's tied with Art in second place. Ooh, but he could have been in second place with a usually bigger lead. Yes. All right, here we go. So now we are on to the extra credit. Shango. Uh, hopefully this won't go horribly, but we're going to bet two of the points on this one. Um, and I'm going to say Slater's all around. All around and yet, oy, we'll see uh, how this all goes. Okay, have a good week. Bye-bye. Now that's not... Now that's not <laughs> That's gonna be. I, I'm gonna have to break out a calculator to count all these motherfucking points. Did, did did she double down? No. Okay. I thought she did. Wait, replay it. I, um, I could have sworn she did. And the I'm German going to play Slater's all around, double down, and oh, yet, she did double oh, down. We'll see uh, how this all goes. Okay, have a good week. Bye bye. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Damn. No sound effect, no explosion, Tony. I'm surprised you're not. I'm still, I'm still reeling. I'm still recovering from that, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's... children of all ages. That's how you lay out some goddamn points. I, I'll say this. Harley accent. Say check. Check. Got all the, all the picks right. Check. Did she double down? Check. Did she bet points? Check. She might have gotten the record for the highest score possible ever in a Without game, a right? Doubt. Without a doubt. Oh, that <laughs> Harley still can't fucking count. It's so high numbers. She needs a goddamn scored. Texas instrument calculator over there to fucking... She just scored 10 you know, points on one movie. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Hey, the little troublemaker. There it is. I'm gonna break it down for all you people who can't count. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you? Yeah, why don't you break it down? She gets a po- a point for the accent. It's not. Just, it's a very good accent. Very German accent. <clears throat> two points for the Slater doubled down. Two points for the Slater doubled down. Two points for the Slater. Same thing over and over again. Yes, because there's three of us. So gotcha. she gets two points for each one of those Slaters. She gets the bonus point for getting all three right. And then she gambled two points. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Now Art says he, he wanted to play. He wanted to win. That's why he was gambling. But Angie was just like, "Yeah, about that shit." Um, but now hold, here's the catch. hold my hold my beer, my beer, bitch. Here's the thing. Obviously, every week this game is making big swings because Reed is in second place and only three points down mm, at mm, 18. Mm. And Art and D are only 14 mm. points. Now imagine so, if D would have doubled down and had a Oh, yeah, second. he would have been the champion. He would have been spilling sodas in your kitchen <laughs> living room. <laughs> uh, Angie, I don't – I mean – this is why you you know you you're a former champion. I mean, this is why 
several times. Several times. I mean, this is what, you know. Give me the five time, five time <laughs> champion. Double down. See, talk about revenge. She's coming back with a vengeance. Damn. She's knocking off Reed off her kill list. Art. Although, like, <laughs> that was impressive. Angie, wow. Seriously. Round of applause. Coins dropping. Tony, hit all the buttons. I mean, even the bad boys, they're gonna, they're gonna show respect to us. They're, they're gonna be like, damn. Queen has arrived. Wow. That is the highest point total ever, right? That you can get now, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only way you can score more points is if she's just gambled more. Oh, yeah, if she would have, yeah. But the highest you can bet is what, three? Oh, there's no, we didn't put no, a limit. No, there's, there's no, no limit. limit. You can bet all your points. All in. This is Texas no limit holdem. Imagine if she would have done that, it would have been game over. Well, not necessarily game over, because she could do the same thing next week and lose it all. Yeah. And she can't play that conservative, because she's only three points up on Reed. Right. So it, she's, it'll be interesting strategy moving forward. That's now. what I mean. Like, everybody, can, any any week we have the game, the gamble, anyone can do it and just shoot up, shoot up the Yeah, ranks. and what you're going to see is the last week or two. Mm-hmm. The people in third yeah, and fourth. Yeah, everything well, I have. Let's on be honest. He, he don't gamble. Right, <laughs> exactly. He don't gamble. But Art and Reed, they will swing for the fences. We've seen mm. them do it before. Right. So the last week or two, they're going to throw, I'm going to gamble 10 points. I'm going to gamble 8 points. I'm going to gamble all my points. So, yeah, I mean, I, the game, the, this new version does basically leave it open till the last week. Anybody mm-hmm. can win up until mm-hmm. the last week, basically. Yeah. Um, that said, Angie, Jesus Christ. And she's all nonchalant about it. She's like, I'm going to say everybody gives us labor, double down. Now, th- now this is what happened. Was at, Reed was at the finish line, and Angie's like, hey, hold on for a second. Here, hold this red shell for me. Hold the blue <laughs> shell for me. Bloop! <laughs> Knocked him off the course, took first place. Got mm-hmm. all the trophies. All the got, She's got records. She got the belts, man. Look out, boys! All I'm saying. Mm. Wow, Angie. Wow, very impressive. And you didn't even want to play anymore. Mm-hmm. Look at that shit. Look at my wow. shit. Look, look at, at her. Look shit. at her shit. She. Phew. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, very, very. That's impressive. That's awesome. I am. love it. So let's see if she can do it next week. Let's see if everybody else can, you know, take the. I mean, this is like lead changes going back and forth. That's this is what's that's what's great, you know. Yeah. So triple D, learn to fucking gamble, learn to double down. Speak in Spanish for your fucking review. Throw an accent, get a extra fucking point. Crying out loud. What do we got for next week, fellas? I got homework, right? Yep. All right, I am going. I already talked about it before. Uh, we're gonna go see some old Hitchcock. 1963, the birds. Bird, bird, bird. The birds. Bird is the word. We haven't seen that, right? None of us? I saw it once when I was Mazzy's age. Yeah. But I don't remember a goddamn thing. I own it on Blu-ray and haven't seen it yet. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) 
1963? Yeah. There it is. All right. My assignment, we actually said it on the podcast. I think Harley said it. Hmm. Interstellar. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Going for another long one. There you go. But I guess I'm on a sci-fi. Yeah, well, you know know me. God, think of Wallace Wells when you say that every time, Tony. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm excited. They, um, you know, they've announced, I guess there's even a trailer to it, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, Nolan's new film. It's, it's going to be time travel-y esque, um, Mm. proper big scope kind of thing. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to that. Did you guys watch the Irishman trailer? I did not. Again, don't have to watch it. It's Scorsese, but Pacino, De Niro, and Pesci. Yeah. The fucking new Mars Scorsese movie. Fucking right? forget about it. It's like, it's a wrap. Like, you you know. Doesn't it come out this know? fall, like December or something? Yeah. Like, that looks amazing. So, mm-hmm. I'm all about that. Well, that'll be homework for sure. <laughs> for sure. All right. Cool. All right, man. We'll so get into the tail end of the podcast. How was your guys' weekends? Tony? Didn't leave the house. Well, no, I left the house. That's not true. But we didn't intend to leave the house. Um, it was a CrossFit Games. It's, you know, like kind of like the Super Bowl of CrossFit. Um, all the top CrossFitters in the world attend and try and win the title of the fittest in the world, blah, blah, blah. So uh, we it went from Thursday to today, and we're like, you know, like we missed job thursday and friday because of work so uh yeah we just pretty much tried to stay stay in as much as possible just watch (laughs) just we we didn't go to crossfit on saturday we went running today this morning a little bit you know we ran a couple miles uh but that was before the games picked back up this morning so like, can you catch Pokemon while you're running or no? Yes, yes. I, okay. I was, I was, I'm on both phones. I'm running with my phone and Laney's phone. Get the fuck out! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm operating both. Do you learn how to swipe while running still, or do you stop? No, I could swipe while running. Wow. Yeah. What? Um. Should you get some Google glasses or some shit? I'd love some Google glasses. It's... Yeah, I feel like that it. would be perfect, right, for jogging and getting. Getting shit done, sure. Yeah, yeah no, I'd love to get to get glass like that. Uh, I just it can't be that not... expensive. Glass was in the thousands when it came out. Um, they sure discontinued it. I think. I think they use one on eBay. <laughs> There's some new ones Google. coming out. I'm still waiting. Glass. 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 I'm getting cardboard boxes. What the fuck? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there there isn't anything out there. Um, I Fonzo, think... what'd you do this week? Or to, do you keep going? Sorry. Yeah, no, there's nothing else to really talk about. Yeah, he was done with your weekends. Hardly. Oh, yeah, it's saying, pretty, yeah, blo- sorry, pretty boring. Pretty boring. Oh, I went to Ikea. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But you didn't eat there, did you? Fuck no. I was wow. like, nope, that's all that fake food. No, one of these days that we're going to eat there. I absolutely want to prove that it's all fake food and that it's just styrofoam that they're a bunch of actors pretending to eat. So, 
one of these days I'll do that. But yeah, this time we just bought a little desk, uh, so wow. so I can uh, work while watching CrossFit. <laughs> so I had my, a little desk right behind the couch now. Oh my! Um, I could have, I could just hear Art fucking dying right now. Yeah, there. it was great. Good shit. But that's it. That was that was like when we left the house. <laughs> we did. Li- okay. Oh, we left the house today and get got some panda because we missed our date night. Because we were, just, yeah. Wait oh, a wait, minute. You didn't go on a Friday? No, 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 no. So, so, so Saturday. Oh, I totally forgot. We went out. Um, uh, so then mosquitoes fucking with your memory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lainey went and got her hair cut. She got her hair did, and she was like, "I'm feeling cute. We're going out tonight." I was like, "Shit, okay." I know. <laughs> and I and uh, so we went to Sublime in uh, here in Carlsbad or Carlsbad, San Marcos, uh, the restaurant row. Mm-hmm. Um, had a they have uh, they have a really good beer selection. Um, and I had a we had some burgers, and uh, and I had a couple of drinks. called Sublime. Sublime Sublime Ale House. What's it next to? Uh, ten twenty Prime. Oh okay. We're fifty five fifty five yard line. Mm-hmm. That yeah, in that area. Gotcha. Uh, it was decent. The, the The burger was a little. I, I asked for it medium rare, and there wasn't any pink, mm. and so that was a little disappointing. But I got a. Uh, it was, got it was medium. Right. Yeah. It, it, but even I've gotten medium before, and it, and it has, has some pink in it. This was like medium well. Um, yeah, actually, that's true. I mean, I would say, I would argue, uh, medium. There's a just a pinch of pink in the right, middle. Right, that's what I'm saying. And Medium like, rare has a lot of pink right. with a pinch of rare in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right, that's yeah. what I was expecting. That's not what I got. But I got it with an egg on it, um, whatever burger that had an egg on it. So that, that you know, got some... That's a big selling point. You're like, ooh, egg in the burger. Yep, yeah, it. yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, any, if, if, there's, if we go to a new place and they have a burger with an egg, I'm going to get that. Like, mm-hmm. that's no doubt. Um, and I got nice and I got nice and tipsy, and Lainey took advantage of that, and we bought dessert treats and sweets, and pigged out on some ice cream and some donuts and some cookies and damn yeah we it was one of those like <laughs> we've wow. been we've been doing a, a carnivore uh, kind of like challenge carnivore cut uh, where we just eat carnivore, and so we ha- weren't having any any vegetables any sweets nothing right and so. Uh, she had a big stressful day at work this week, and so she felt she's like, you know what, I need a break. <laughs> I said, okay, I'm, I'm 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 drunk anyway. Let's go let's go shopping, <laughs> and so so it, it was a good time. Um, I, I mean, I, I I I I'm a I'm a good eater. I can eat, <laughs> so when I'm it's always a danger uh, with me around sweets and I'm drunk because then I I just binge. And mm-hmm. I will, you know, inflate to, you know, Charlie Chocolate Factory proportion. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I was miserable the rest of the night, but that's all right. Oh, no. It tasted good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. The whole eating before it says everything's good and you're eating it while eating it. Yeah. While eating like, it. Right. Oh, and, then, and then the aftermath. And then, of course, I only sleep four hours when I drink. And then my heart rate is racing because of the sugar. It's like I, I didn't sleep at all last night. So, oh boy, yeah, good times. Ah, there you go. How about y'all? 
Well, I checked out this convention I hadn't been to before in the Long Beach Convention Center called Midsummer Scream. It's its fourth year now, and uh, they had sold 30,000 tickets. It's pretty wow. big. Yeah, Whoa. it's a pretty big event. They have this, like, tiki terror theme. They have that big black cat it's, as its logo because they do a cat adoption there, too, which is pretty neat. Um, this stands out different from other conventions because they have a, what's called a Hall of Shadows, and it's, like, um, they're about 12 to 13 or 15 different haunts. These little mini mazes, mini haunts, and uh, they kind of help promote those. And like they have companies that do those all around the country, so it's kind of like their way of shining. Like, hey, look, this is a this will our potential, what we can do, kind of deal. Um, and they have the merch table, obviously, on the exhibit floor. Then they have panels upstairs. And one of the cooler rooms that we did um, was for the movie called Ready or Not. I'm not sure if you guys seen the trailer. It stars Samara Weaving. She's about to get married, but before she does, the whole family's like, we got to play a game. We do this all the time, um, and they're like either they're all hunting each other for like a fortune. It's crazy looking, you see. Um, so this maze that we went in there, we had to hide. Um, they gave us kind of like remember when you guys played flag football? They gave you that belt. You had the two uh, Velcro right. flags attached yeah. to the side of your waist. Yeah, so they gave us that. So you had to, you had two of them. So at the end of it, if you still had them, you 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 would win. So it's all dark. There's there's like a couple rooms you can hide in. But every time I walked by a room, there's a curtain. I thought someone was going to come on high and uh, jump at me. So I didn't want to hide in any of the room, so I run around all the way to the back, and I'm standing against the wall like a dumbass. Like if I had a lampshade, I would have lifted it and put it over my head and just stand there. Like I didn't know <laughs> where to hide, so I'm standing behind the wall. I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna get caught right here. This is stupid." So I kneel down, I'm like maybe I'll just hide right here. They won't see me. Still visible. I'm like, "Fuck, dude, I'm like terrible hide and seek." Next thing I know, I look to my left, and there's a little hole on the wall. I'm like, "Huh, what is this?" So I stick my head in there. I stick my arm in there to make sure nobody's in there. Nobody's in there. So I, I, I crawl underneath there and I'm like, cool, I'm hiding under something. So I'll just stay here. And who the fuck shows up with my buddy Scott in that same room? And I'm like, hey, get out of here. This is my room. So he sits on top of the bed, which I didn't realize I was underneath the bed. So he sits <laughs> on the bed, grabs the blanket, throws it over him. He doesn't even attempt to like hide to lie down and put the blanket over him. He just sits in the corner and puts the blanket over him, which was <laughs> hilarious. This is, and all I can picture is his feet. So I'm, you know, cause he's still sitting. So I know he put the blanket over him. So then I'm covering the blanket from his feet. I'm covering the sheet so I, I can't get caught. But the, my back is still exposed from that hole I came in. So they're playing this music. You got like 20 seconds to survive. And the, um, the people that are in there are trying to find you. And I swear to God, there's one staring at me. He like leans down, looks at me. And I'm looking at him in the corner. I'm like, fuck, fuck, I'm caught, I'm caught, I'm caught, I'm caught, I'm caught. And he's just staring at me. I'm like, I'm not going to move, I'm not going to move. He walked away. I'm like, huh. I'm like, that's just like a movie. Right. The moment I stick my head up, I'm fucking dead. So he walked away. Um, didn't see him. Um, but then my buddy Scott, um, somebody walks in and he goes, Hmm, I'm gonna sit on this bed. <laughs> I don't think anyone's sitting here. <laughs> Just take the blanket over him and gets caught. And what does Scott say immediately afterwards? He goes, Hey, don't forget about my friend hiding under the bed. And like, he just starts cracking up. I'm like, You son of a bitch. But luckily the music had already ended and it stopped. So I'm like, Oh, thank God. So, um, at the very end, they give out a little mini poster, a big poster and a t shirt. Talking about the movie, which was really cool. It was a little cool, fun experience that, like, you know, you don't do things like that, like at a Palooza or at a different, uh, comic or Comic Con, yeah. which I thought was really neat. They were doing it. And there's other, there's other ones. There's like an 18 and up one, but that one had a really long line. So I'll kind of skip that. Um, a lot of food trucks outside, which was really kind of neat. The convention center is nice. I had never been there before. It was really cool. It was, and the exhibit floor was very spacious. You weren't really bumping into people. Um, and then I wanted to meet the cast from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, the Dream Warriors. Like, all the Dream Warriors were there, which was really cool. I was excited. I had that lunchbox that I got, like, three of them already had signed for free 
from when I won from that one screening I went to a while back. But fuck, man, they were all charging forty bucks for a signature and twenty for a picture, and I'm like, I just can't see myself doing that. Like, I know I'm missing three of them. I love I love this movie, but I don't love it that much. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna play smart. I uh, I owe people some money, and I'm like, I'm gonna hold on to it. I just I just can't. And luckily that I'm glad I did because today today me and Tony uh, me and Tony. Me and crew went to go get our uh, fitting for our tuxes for my sister's wedding. So mm. I had to put twenty dollars deposit. And I'm like, oh, is it just for me or for both of them? And they're like, no, for both. I'm like, fuck. Some $40 right there. God damn. I'm like, if I would have spent everything at that convention, I would have been fucked. Dude. <laughs> I'm like, shit, what do I do? Um, so that was kind of a fun experience too, um, getting fitting and, and seeing and crew all get dressed up. And he's like, and he's sitting there looking at me. He's like, you know, I, I like looking fancy. I like, I like this. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do at the wedding? I'm like, what's that? He said, I'm going to look fancy and eat snacks. I'm like, all right. These guys priority straight. <laughs> Life you know? goals, man. I wanted to have, I just wanted to be like, I was going to pose a picture on Instagram and smile. He's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, what is it that one guy? Uh, this is one wrestler. He says, I'm, uh, uh, steaks and weights. He's like, eat steaks and slams weights. So that's yes. all he's like, it's all about steaks and weights. It just kind of reminded me that he was just like, uh, uh, I'm going to get, look, I'm going to look fancy and eat snacks. I'm like, man, that should be a t shirt for your crew. But that was pretty funny. Um, so yeah, so Midsummer Scream, the whole squad was there. All my friends were there, which was that was another cool part of it. Um, so yeah, so Midsummer Scream, a lot of fun. They have panels as well. They had uh, a panel for like the 50 years legacy of the haunted mansion. They were showing behind the scenes photos because I was thinking about that right. I'm thinking about it. It's a big haunted mansion, right? But when you go in the elevator, you're, it's all built underneath, right? So, so that whole ride's underneath, right? If you think hmm. about it, hmm. That's where is point. it? Yeah, right. And when you and when you and then I mean I don't know when's the last time you guys wrote it, but it's a pretty long ride, right? So it's like how how big and wide is that whole fucking ride underneath? And I started thinking like how many other rides are underneath? Like Indiana Jones, you go in it right, but then when you walk around Disneyland, you don't see it outside. It's not like a, a roller coaster where you see the whole framework. You know what I mean? On the outside, you see all of these. I already hear Harley typing in looking for photos behind because the architect of it is interesting to me. It was fascinating, you know. Like one of the ladies that was in, being interviewed, she fucking had a picture of her Walt and her and Walt. She helped decorate the haunted mansion, so it was pretty neat. Wow. Um, yeah, just to see the history of it when they were building it. Um, the one Bob Gurr, the guy that created the little doom buggy for it, was there too. It was just really neat to see that. So they have panels and they have, um, like I said, exhibits. So Midsummer Scream had a lot of fun. I would totally do it again. That was really cool. And like I said, today we went got our fitting, and then I got up early because Cruz friend Garrett was over. And they, at seven thirty in the morning, they, they were hungry. They wanted to eat breakfast. I'm like, well, let me get up and eat breakfast. I mean, Sunday mornings for some reason I love making breakfast on Sunday mornings. I don't know why. So I was like, all right, I was like, I'm already up. Whatever, let's do it. Because I didn't get home till like two thirty, and I kept sharing videos of um, um, the party afterwards because they had a co- costume contest. So in one of the rooms, my friends, two of my friends were at that I rode down there with, Chris and Amy. They were watching the the haunted mansion movie. With the director and the producer doing commentary, live commentary, which I thought that would have been kind of cool, but I wanted to go to the party. And this one DJ, DJ Carlos, he was kind of dressed up like a, you know, somewhat of a zombie. He had the eye makeup and stuff. And he's playing all these hits. And me and Scott and Liz are standing there. And they're another little older than me, but, but, uh, Scott keeps laughing. He's a big 80s hip hop guy, you know, and he's just like, so why are they playing this or why are they playing that? And Liz brought up a good point. She goes, look at everyone around here. It's all generations. And the guy had two turntables already, so I already had mad respect for him. He had he had records playing, he was spinning, but he was ma- and he was mixing really well. And he was actually mixing, so that was another cool, cool. 
uh, aspect, yeah. And but he was mixing songs like, you know, um, what's that? Uh, Can't get in, uh, satisfaction. Is that Benny Benassi? Mm-hmm. Satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah, he makes that with Billie Eilish's bad guy. Oh, Ooh. dude, it fucking worked. It's funny because his daughter was there, and he's like, uh, "I got a request. My daughter's here." And he, she, he, she got a big cheer, and him and uh, him and uh, her were dancing on stage, and they were playing bad guy. And I'm like, "Oh fuck, Reverend Reagan love bad guy. Am I gonna record this part?" Um, so he was doing a great job of uh, hitting. I just hitting like every genre, every generation. And the one thing I, I just realized, the fucking beauty of um, of people dancing, it gets. Everybody from all likes of world, from fucking different race, no matter who the fuck you are, if you hear good music, you're gonna dance to it. I don't give a fuck who you are, you know. Unless you're my buddy Chris, who just just not dance. He would not. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. But man, I danced for four hours straight. Man, I was having a blast. I hadn't danced like that in a long time. At one point, I thought, I'm like, yeah, I can see why Tony Laney loved coming and having a good time dancing. I mean, it's just it was so much fun. Um, mm-hmm. The only difference is people are dressed up as Beetlejuice. You saw that Hulk, mm-hmm. um, vampires, um, uh, you know, the little girl is Annabelle who won the second place. She was, uh, she, uh, she got second place. Um, but she's playing like, just like hits. I mean, there's one guy that, that his name's Raven, full on goth guy, looks like a vampire. He drives a hearse. I mean, this guy's full on long Victorian trench coat and he's out there dancing to dance music. I, and I was like, what he even did the splits tried to do a pop-up and he couldn't he's like you know i'm not as young as i used to <laughs> I used to be it was kind of funny um but I, that's what i think about this one that uh or like or palooza has like a like a show they have like a band playing and they'll present an award but after a while it, it kind of ends where this thing went up till fucking midnight and people were dancing drinking just having a good time they had like this cool like bright ping pong table they had that huge life-size jenga they had cornhole in there dude people you know but people were dancing having a good time this one dude, this fucking Asian dude, took his shirt off, sweating his ass off. I get this big ass hand on my shoulder. I'm like, God damn! I'm like thinking it's somebody I know, and I turn around, and he's like, Hey man, what's up? And I'm like, Yeah man, what's up? I'm like, Who the fuck this guy is? <laughs> and he's like slurring his words or whatever, and I'm like, Yeah man, you having a good time? And he's like, Oh man, fucking fans, whatever. I'm like, All right man, cool man, you enjoy yourself. I kind of pushed him out of the way. I'm like, See ya. And he was just. Fucking was lit. I mean, this guy was having a good old time. Couldn't dance for shit, but you know what? You know what? Doesn't matter. You know why? He's having a good time. You know, world peace, man. Get so get a fucking DJ in the middle of the world and have people dance, man. That's the thing. Because as a kid, people dance, right? Kids dance. They don't even know what it is. Their body just moves. Like it's one of the most incredible things if you think about it, right? Like. Dude, I I told Chris, like, dude, when you were little, I guarantee you fucking dance to some song your parents were playing or something. Kids just dance. No, you go anywhere. Kids will jump up and down, whatever. They'll dance. It's just, it's just in us. Um, so I just thought that was pretty cool. If like, uh, you know, anywhere you had people dance to, you know, just have a good old time. Right? They're playing Spanish music, suavecito. You know, all the hits do the fucking to the left, to the left, to the right. You know, that always fills the crowd in there. To um, do you remember? You know that fucking song. I mean, everything. And then when they play Daft Punk, you know, I was fucking going off. You know, but just everything. He even makes. Dead Mouth Five, as Harley would say, because um, it, it kind of sounds like a scary movie. Um, I think it's Ghost and Spirit or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Ghost and stuff. Yeah, oh. that's the one. Yeah, he played that with another song. I'm, I'm trying to remember, and it makes really well. And I'm like, man, this, I'm digging this guy's mixing. Man, he's it's pretty cool because um, he could have easily done. I mean, he played Oingo Boingo. Um, he played ACDC. I mean, he was just mixing everything, dude. I mean, he had something for everybody. And I thought it was just, it was fascinating. I just thought it really worked. It was really cool. Um, 
and then today one of our uh, uh Reverend Reagan's friends they had like a um like half birthday like uh they have a ten year old and a seven year old so they mix it together and it was a Harry Potter theme. Um so any Harry Potter fans, I don't know if you guys saw that cake that picture mm-hmm. I posted. The mom made that and it, it was fucking amazing looking. That's cool. And and it was delicious. And uh um yeah, the, the that family, they're so nice, man. They they were so cool. They were, they, I mean they had the burgers and dogs going, they even had like spring rolls and like these little cookies. And then and then I don't know if you guys saw the candy theme too. You know, they had all the different houses. And then what's that game they play with the fucking ball and the, and the flies? Um, I know the game's called uh, Quidditch, right? Mm-hmm. But that little ball is called yeah. uh, the, the little, that one you have to get to, like, win it all, yeah. right? The one there he gets. What's it called? The, the snitch. snitch. or What is it? The snitch or something? Snitch or stitch snatch. or something like that? Oh, man, every Harry Potter fan listening right now, like, what the fuck? But you know what I'm talking about? They had, like, little chocolates of those, you know, with the little feathers. I mean, it was really well done. I mean, they really went out. I always liked the birthday, so. Um, and it was a hot day outside. Golden so snitch. Was it? It's a golden snitch. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that's what they what they used to call Harley back in high school. He's a little fucking rat. That's, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, once I got there, I'm like, dude, it's fucking hot. I'm jumping in that pool, and, and it just felt good, man. So that was nice. Um, uh, so yeah, I did that, and um, yeah, I came home. I was almost falling asleep. I'm like, man, it's gonna be rough, but um. Yeah, that was my weekend. Oh, so like I said, the party went to like midnight. We didn't get home till like two thirty. <laughs> That's when I got home. Yeah. I was like, fuck. But I was just having, dude. Like I said, just I was having a good time dancing. I hadn't danced like that in a long time. You know, it was just fun. Love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, dancing is. I mean, it's always it's perfect for kids. I mean, you just that. Like you said, dude, the, if you go every... to a baseball game, right, and they're playing the music, you'll see kids fucking get up and dance. Oh yeah, they're not embarrassed. And they and they just get up and dance, right? They want to be on the big screen, but they just dance. Any like you could be like two years old, they barely they barely start walking. That's you a, play yeah. music, and you'll see them bounce up and down, right? You'll see them bob. It's it, isn't that amazing? Like yeah, it's a very they don't even thing. know what they're doing, but they know how to move. How what is that? How is that is that possible? You know? Yeah, I mean, like you just you just nail it on the head. It's movement. It's just energy. It's it's. Um... Because it was funny. Yeah, my I friend Chris goes, "I don't like the song." I it's, like, it's a bon- that sounds like somebody that doesn't know how to dance. <laughs> you know, when they say, "I don't like this song," like how, I'm like, "How can you not like any of these fucking songs?" You know what I mean? I'm like, "I, I call bullshit." Because you should be able to dance to anything. You know? I mean, I you know we talk about dance music, and I I can come sometimes come off as kind of being a snob. Um, what? Just no. Because, just because my tastes are so refined over 20 years of listening to dance music. Um, <laughs> And and now Tony and Laney are like ten year vets of the scene, but if they're <laughs> they're kind of of a different genre kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so the bottom line is, like, I call it dance music, and that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if you're listening to. Dude, they play pump, pump the jam, right? They played everybody yeah. dance. Now. I mean, they do they hit every. I don't care what it is that right? gets you dance, but that's right. the point. And that's the thing. And that's so what I saw. It, that, and that's what I saw there, right? Everybody was dancing. That's, that's the uh, yeah. That's dude, the they goal. even played uh, uh, when I met you last night, baby. Before you opened up your gap, Chris and me looking at me. They're like, "What?" I'm like, "I'm like, y'all don't know this song." They're like, "No." I'm like, are you serious? I wrapped the whole fucking thing. They looked at me like I had three heads. I was like, y'all don't know if it ain't no fun. The homies can't have none. I'm like, like, uh, what the fuck? You know? I'm like, oh, I don't know. It was just kind of. 
that's kind of funny. But uh, just kind of like you know, you know, positive K. I got a man. Yeah. By Harley. Right. <laughs> I feel like telling him I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> He's been hovering over that play button forever. Uh, it's a hard weekend, right? My weekend, pretty chill. Um, nothing crazy. It's, it's been hot here. So mm. we've been in front of the air conditioner, kind of hanging out inside. Chris has been doing a lot of prep work. She's she's going to teach uh, again this semester. So she's going to teach online. So she has to do all the prep for an online class. Mm. This is the first time she's teaching online. So she's got to take a class to help you know, develop an online class. That's all this fucking craziness. So, um, so we got that all going on. Um, today was our, our old school go to the gym. Um, uh, and then we were going to go to Mount, and then we went to Mount Shasta, we went swimming and then there was a free concert in Mount Shasta's park. So, I mean, Chris brought some chairs and a couple beers and, just chilled, put our feet up. The temperature was perfect in Mount Shasta. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it was really nice. So it was perfect. So, um, then we came back home and, and, uh, like minutes before the podcast started. So, uh, the sun doesn't set until, you know, eight thirty now. So, mm. so we got home right in time. So, nice. uh, but, uh, we've been having some amazing sunsets too lately down there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, yeah, just, just, uh, the summer's coming to a close. Yeah. I'd like to get some more RVing in, but I, I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, so. you better get it quick. Yeah. Something. Uh, so. All right. Well, yeah, well, shout outs to, um, all the callers, everyone, everyone, Art, Reed, Angie, Triple D. Amazing everybody amazing job this whole gambling aspect this season really changing it. it up so loving it you know um don't worry angie we get to the highest point now she there's nowhere else to go but down now so y'all might it. catch up <laughs> but amazing job um yeah so that's gonna conclude episode remember harley what episode it was no fucking clue 463 jesus christ that's it. 463, the BBPC Bad Boys Podcast. You just heard us randomly rant on all things movies. Like I said, if you have time, if you haven't reviewed us already on iTunes, please do so. There's other Bad Boys that show up before ours, and it'd be nice to, like, you type in Bad Boys on the search, ours would come up first. Really appreciate it. And if you did, and if you take a picture of it, you know what? Hardly might throw you a point. Hell right. yeah. Absolute fucking there, loot. There you go. How about that? Three points for you. Yeah, I know y'all love some points. So... I guess without anything else to say, I'll bring your boy Fon say we ride together. Harley, we die together. MCP. <laughs> for life.